Hey, Diego. Hi. Do you like t-shirts? I love them. Do you like stickers? I love those, too. Do you love fun little socks that have fun words on them? You know, actually, I do. (laughs) So do I. And that's why we like to go to superyaki.com and get all of our pop culture ephemeria uh, for 10% off with the code SUPERMONSTER. Right? Yeah, I love Super Yaki. This is not just a joke. This is real. <laughs> uh, I say it every week, but every month, but it, uh, they consist of, I'd say, 70% of my wardrobe, and I get compliments all the time. It's a good... That's great. It's fun. Uh, sorry. <laughs> It, it is fun. Can I just, like, can I kind of riff a Go little bit? Go for it, like, yeah. I just want to say, like, coming back from Comic-Con, every time I wore a Super Yaki thing, people were like, oh, my gosh, I got that, too. Or, like, Super Yaki. Like, people, like, know them. Yes. And so if you want to be cool, like me, <laughs> who's definitely very cool and not a nerd. <laughs> nah, you're cool. You know? <laughs> Thank you. So, so are you. <laughs> Only the cool nerds wear Super Yaki, Diego. I don't know if you yeah. know this. <laughs> oh, I've never been more certain of anything in my entire life. So, yeah, head on over to superyaki.com and use the discount code SUPERMONSTER to get 10% off your order. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of Monsters Never Die. Uh, You may notice that I am flying solo, uh, and uh, that's kind of weird. I've never done this before, but I'm not exactly flying solo because I have a guest, and uh, his name is Diego Crespo. How are you, sir? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for asking me to do this. Uh, this is such a, a treat. I can't believe I've never done this for this movie. It's, so it's I'm crazy, like, so right? honored you asked me to do this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when Jacob told me that he was going to be taking the summer off uh, to go on paternity leave. Uh, congratulations, Jacob, by the way. Oh, yay, Jacob. Good job. Uh, <laughs> good job. Uh, yeah. When he told me that, uh, I was like, well, I'll have to come up with something to fill those uh, two or three episodes. So I decided to do some commentaries for uh, some of my favorite movies. And tonight, Diego, you and I are going to watch and talk over my favorite film of all time, Ridley Scott's 1979 masterpiece, Alien. Uh, So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to do a little countdown. Uh, We're going to do a uh, three, two, one, and we're going to hit play on the movie. So y'all at home can sync and watch along with us. And uh, hopefully we'll have some nice little trivia and tidbits and personal stories connecting to uh, Ridley Scott's 1979 classic space horror film. Uh, You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one, play. All right. And we're off to the races. Rest in peace, 20th Century Fox. I know. It, I am it's strange. <laughs> still so sad when I think about that. I think it is one of the biggest travesties to ever happen in Hollywood. And there's been a lot of bad shit that's happened over there. Um, yeah. uh, even though I don't need them, I'm going to turn on the subtitles. 
because this is one of those movies, Diego, where I basically have it memorized. Um, right here, yeah, I, right I, here, I, obviously, uh, we have the very iconic opening title sequence, which, my God, uh, the slow spelling out of the title. I mean, many films have ripped it off since, but honestly, I don't think anyone does it better than this. <laughs> yeah, I would completely agree, and I'll just say, like, I, I also... Um, this is also probably my favorite movie. It's definitely, like, the most influential on, like, my tastes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even even down to the, the title sequence, where it's, like, it's slow and, like, methodical, and you've got the, the atmospheric sound, and then the score slowly rising, yes, that yes. great Jerry Goldsmith score. Maybe the Oof. greatest composer of all time. Like, uh, he's one of them. He's yeah. one of them. Um, yeah, and many people tried to do this, uh, and they they just missed the mark. And I think we'll we'll get into it as as we watch. I the think movie, the course, only but. time it has worked is when Scott himself did it for Alien Covenant. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> like no one else can do it, uh, but at least he did it himself again. Yeah. Uh, like, That's my boy. There he is, directed by Ridley Scott. Four beautiful woo! words put together. Um. Also, uh, listeners, you probably know this already, but he is also my favorite director. I just i I don't love everything I've seen from him, but I can always find something about his movies to love, and there's always something there for Matt. <laughs> yeah, he's just got such an incredible technical eye. Like top to bottom, his movies never ever look cheap. Like even the no. ones that don't work for me, like. I'm not going to throw anything under the bus right now because I'm here to celebrate this. Even the ones that director, even the ones that are cheap, don't look cheap. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll say I think the one people have like kind of come around on, thankfully, is like the counselor, which looks like mm-hmm. unbelievable. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so he's still got it. It's just sometimes he swings like and and wildly knocks it out of the park, and other yep. times it's like, oh, he's he, the the bat. He let go of the bat. Yeah, what's happening? You know? <laughs> Uh, here we have this uh, beautiful, beautiful production design that is just still next level. Uh, we are on the Nostromo now. Uh, the crew of the Nostromo has, uh, a few months ago, they left the space station from uh, Outland, Peter Hyam's uh, film. Yes, and, uh, yes, yeah, exactly. The I am thing. a firm... Oh, happy birthday, Peter Hyam. So we're recording this on his birthday, uh, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah, happy birthday. I am fir- a firm believer that this takes place in the same universe as Outland, it's uh, it it fits. It's the same aesthetic, except that movie's a western. Uh, but that's definitely the space station where all the space truckers hang out uh, when they're making their routes, and uh, that's where the Nostromo was a couple months ago. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I would I would subscribe to that theory. You know, I mean it's it's Blade Runner, Alien, and Outland. Yeah, they uh, they're all in the same a, world that's a trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this production design is perfect. Like it it totally this this opening sequence sets the vibe sets all the tone i mean uh the production design was by uh, uh michael seymour uh he did uh alien he did a whole bunch of other different movies way way back when uh he did the vincent price classic uh theater of blood which is uh one of my favorite vincent price films uh have you seen that one jacob i have uh, uh, jacob not. jesus i'm so used to recording with him <laughs> my right. god i'm sorry uh, no, Diego, you say Diego yes. and Jacob really fast. They kind of have the same like cadence. Yeah, you know? sure, so okay. It's, it's, wow. Uh, no, I, I've not seen Theater of Blood, but who doesn't love Vincent Price? Oh, and the production design is impeccable in this. Like, it's, uh, 
Real quick, yeah, Theater, of, Theater of Blood is a wonderful movie. Uh, Vincent Price plays a Shakespearean actor who isn't very good. But he, so he gets revenge on the critics who basically savage his performances by killing them using uh, deaths from Shakespeare plays. Okay, that sounds incredible. I'm writing that down right now. It's a like a proto saw almost. It's really really cool. No, that that sounds like something I would want to make. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, oh my god, it's Vincent Price and Diana Rigg, and they're just like oh my god, <laughs> and they're just going to town. Yeah, it's awesome. And she she like disguises herself as like like a hippie guy. It's so funny. It's so good. <laughs> oh yeah, I, that's I'm throwing that on like immediately after this. Um, or maybe I shouldn't because like anything that you watch after Aliens, <laughs> it's kind of, just like, not gonna it's it. gonna let you down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie. Uh, when was uh, what's your history with this movie? Let's let's do that before we get into the actual film. All right, so I'm flipping through the channels as a, as a little guy. Uh, I don't have cable, so I'm at my grandma's and she's got cable, mm-hmm. and I'm like da 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 da. Oh, what's this? Strange. I don't know. It was like it was a scene from Aliens. Um, it was like the elevator fire scene or something like that. Okay. And then another time, because uh, I got very curious about that, my dad's like, "You can watch that when you're older." Uh, <laughs> my dad and I, um, we would uh, we would travel. I, I'm divorced, so I, I would go stay with my dad, and then we'd mm-hmm. like travel around a lot, right? And then come back with my mom, whatever. But in one of like the places we were staying at, uh, they had a TNT or something like that as well, and they were showing uh, Alien. Oh, and wow. it was the scene, which is funny because it's like the complete opposite of the alien like fire elevator scene. Yeah. It's the scene where Brett gets it, which we're going to talk about and go oh, over yes. with the water coming down. Yes. And so yes. when I first saw that, I was like, oh, there's like an alien attacking LA or something. I don't know why. Yeah. My brain was like, that's a back alley or warehouse in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Yep. And when I watched the movie, I'm like, there's, wait, what? No, no, no. He, they, go to, uh, they go back to Earth and the alien's attacking there. My brain just couldn't put that together. I don't know why. Just can't I do the math. That. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it just the it's such a textured, grounded production. It feels like it could happen in like mm-hmm. a '70s office space, you know? Except yeah. this office space is literally in space. In know? space, in a spaceship. Yeah. Uh, my history with this is well, I saw Aliens first. Uh, I probably saw Aliens when I was, I don't know, five or six, something like that. And, oh, nice. <laughs> and yeah, my parents basically let me watch anything when I was younger. I still remember watching the first Terminator uh, with my uh, parents, and the only thing they skipped over was the sex scene. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, you, you can you can watch all the you can watch all the murder, but I'm gonna hit fast forward right now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then so I you know I was pretty much when I was a little kid, still am totally into James Cameron, and I was like, "Oh, this movie Aliens, it's really good." And then uh, Alien 3 was coming out. And I remember on HBO they had a making of documentary that was basically the making of the first three Alien movies. And that's how I was first exposed to this movie. Like, as soon as that ended, I mean, we had recorded that off of HBO. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was like, Mom, can we rent Alien? And she's like, of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So I was probably around seven at that point, seven or eight. And I watched it, and I wasn't a huge fan when I first saw it. Mostly because, you know, I'm a little kid, and it, it's it's admittedly a slow movie for the first 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's Not super slow. Not much happens. Uh, except, of course, now that I'm older, I realize, no, 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 character is happening now. Mm-hmm. Like, mood and setting. And for years, you know, I would just watch this movie whenever it was on, and 
about 10, 15 years ago, I was like, I've decided this is my favorite movie. I'm just, this is, this is like that Tyler, the creator uh, tweet. Like the, you're going to hate me. This is all I'm going to talk about from now on. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, you and I definitely me. have uh, we've made waves in the Twitter sphere with like, Hey, yeah. how great is fucking alien? Just constantly. Yeah. It's, it's fucking awesome. It's a great movie. Yeah. It's not our fault. It is one of the greatest things to ever exist. Yeah. Know? And it's like one of those things where this cast, like when someone brings up a cast member, this is what I know them from. Mm-hmm. I mean, as good as Tom, as uh, Tom Skerritt is in anything, he's always Dallas from Alien. Yeah, and and you know, there's that other casting uh, thing from production where it's like it was almost Harrison Ford possibly at one point. That would have been and wild. I, I love Harrison Ford. He would have killed it. I'm really glad it's a bunch yeah. of like people who look like. I mean, Harrison Ford is a movie star, but he could also play like rugged everyman. Yeah, he could. But yeah. these are like. They they got dirt under their fingernails. Yeah, these are everyday not, people. Yeah, and again, it's not that Harrison Ford can't be that. He's riding the high of Han Solo, and he's about to be Indiana Jones. Yeah. So this is better. And this is this is just a, a terrific cast. I mean, obviously you have Sigourney Weaver, yeah. who is just she's always great. Yeah, I think she's my favorite actress ever, and it's because of these movies. She's quite good. Yeah. She is uh, one of the greatest to ever do, yeah. truly. You have John Hurt. Uh, this is a couple years before uh, he would rock the world with uh, Elephant Man. And, uh, oh, yeah. And he is just, he's working on another level here, and he doesn't even have a big part, but he's extremely memorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have Ian Holm as the science officer, Ash, uh, who, honestly, when people mention him, what pops into my head is either this or the fifth element. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, uh, because I'm a Lord in, of the Rings guy, too. Cause so in this, i got to throw that one in there. Oh, yeah, of course. But in this one, he's serious. And in The Fifth Element, he's just having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Hiding yeah. In, in landing gear. Uh, this cast, I mean, you really can't go wrong here. I mean, you have, uh, at the time, uh, a pretty bonafide scream queen in Veronica Cartwright. I oh, mean, yeah. She had done The Birds with Hitchcock uh, when she was a kid. And the year before this, she did Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And she's got a pretty damn good scream. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And um, she is, is she the biggest star at the time in this movie? Um, Yeah. Like, like maybe, huh? I would say so, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, is, she is, is she's crazy an, to an think. incredible actress. Uh, and you also have, of course, Yafit Koda, who I have always loved. Yes, uh, you're you're a Freddy's Dead guy, right? Oh my God, yes, yes. Yeah, okay. I, I, I am less so, but Yafet Koto rules. Hey, I'm a big fan of a late franchise lore dump, and uh, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what Freddy's Dead is. It's a good time. Uh, love him here. I love him. Uh, he's actually one of my favorite Bond villains as well. I think oh he's, yeah. I think oh, he's, he's really tons fun, of fun as Mister Big. He's yeah. good there. Uh, and then we have, of course, uh, character actor extraordinaire Harry Dean Stanton. Uh, yeah. amazing. I adore that man. <laughs> Maybe the reason I, I fell in love with this movie and eventually this franchise, right. that's the scene that stuck with me the most. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. uh, this is a movie that like I'll quote him at work all the time. Just I'll just throw out, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> and everyone right. tells me to <laughs> shut the hell up. Uh, also, what an outfit. That is a... He is a drip king. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, my dream is to do this for Halloween yes. or like a Comic-Con or something like that. <laughs> and I'll, I'll make it clear, I will never dress up for San Diego Comic-Con because it's too freaking hot all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's way too hot. 
But I mean, um, with this, all you need is a Hawaiian shirt. I think you got it. You could easily yeah, I do was this. I would say, like, this is the one thing I would do. Yeah. This is the most I would do. <laughs> I mean, Hawaiian shirts in space, it's it's such a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it just, like, grounds it in such a way that's, like... Yeah. Still feels very refreshing. I feel like we got the the Apple product-looking future, right? Which has its, yes. like, its places, and it, sometimes it's, like, maybe a fallback for stuff. Yeah. Um... Just provide, like, a sense of reality. Everything yeah. needs a sense of reality. This is the best version of the future for this movie. Other yes. movies should follow suit this, by doing their own thing. The, the aesthetic of this future is uh, basically anti-Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is grimy and very lived in, uh, which I appreciate. Anytime that, like, something in a sci-fi film doesn't look sterile, that's that's a plus, folks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a I'm a big Star Trek guy too. That's I, I love the optimistic view of the future. I myself try yes. to be very optimistic, even though sometimes it feels like everything else is telling me not to be. Um, mm-hmm. Don't need to unpack all that right now. But uh, this is, I mean, the Alien franchise is like the dark extension of like a possible future where we don't yeah. really get better than we are. No, <laughs> corporations know? still run everything. and Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to go on like my it's wonderful. like political rant, but you know, it's like, hey, this it's is wonderful. the end result of capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's well, not good, folks. Space mining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I've I've played Dead Space. I know how that goes. It's bad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, want to do that. What a, what a, like, a, a great game series in its own right, also yeah. clearly inspired by Alien. Oh, yes. Like, not even yeah. subtly. No, it's you know? Alien and Event Horizon thrown together in one one blender and then you just that's what you have yeah what are these uh, aliens called the xenomorphs no 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 they're necromorphs uh, oh okay it's different it's oh, different you okay. see. yeah yeah good, good job guys <laughs> your marketing worked really hard on that one uh i love the spaceships in this movie i just think they look really cool like the nostromo design is iconic and i don't mm-hmm. think enough people praise the ship design in the in this or any of the other movies to be honest no no and um even from a young age, I always thought, like, they look like industrial plants yeah. like, floating through space. Yeah. And then at first, I was kind of like, I kind of wish, you know, more Star Wars-y. Now, as I'm older, I'm obviously like, what a stroke of genius. Mm-hmm. This, these repulsive machines floating through space to, like, send these people off to basically work themselves to death away from home. Yeah. I it's mean, like, that's the metaphor right there. <laughs> and this movie, like, looks better than basically, I'd say, 99% of movies that came out that year. I mean, yeah. you look at the the look and feel of this movie compared to another sci-fi movie from that year, like Black Hole. Good <laughs> lord, it's 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 like that movie was from the fifties, and I get that that's what they were going for in Black Hole, but hot damn, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I mean the the four K Alien. I'm watching on the digital version right now, just for simplicity's sake, as we record okay. this. But like the four K of it, like that's what I'm watching right now. The disc, it, yeah, it is. It is un believably good oh my god yeah it looks like it came out like 10 years ago yeah. not 45 or whatever yeah. it is now this and apocalypse now are probably the best looking movies from that year or from the 70s i mean they they are just gorgeous gorgeous pictures yeah. they've been so well preserved and yeah but there's also a lot of stuff to preserve well on the screen you know mm-hmm. what i mean like yes. again we're going back to the textures and like the sweat on their foreheads the, yeah. the smoky hallways uh, and we know uh, Ridley Scott loves lights. his uh, loves his fog and smoke. Oh God, yeah, him and his brother. Like, I need more people oh, to yeah. start adopting that stuff again. It's It'd like be nice. It'd be nice. Yeah, just, just just put like five million aside. Every big movie budget, put like five ten million aside for, for production. smoke just, and sweat. Yeah, just make it look nice. Come on, yeah. man. 
Uh, now, earlier before we were recording, we were, we were discussing uh, the director's cut. And uh, now, uh, before this scene happens, there was in the director's cut, quote unquote, director's cut. Uh, I call it that because they just wanted Ridley Scott to do something to release it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Back in 2001 I, or whatever that was. I think it's 2003. 2003, I an, okay. I have another story about that, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, there's a scene where they actually analyze the SOS sim- signal, and it's just basically a bunch of gibberish. I mean, mm. I like the director's cut. It's fine. It has some cool stuff, but you're not topping this theatrical for me. Yeah, no, the theatrical cut is perfect. Director's cut yeah. is amazing. It's nice. It's it, nice. it, yeah, it, it's still it's still alien. It's just like yeah. reworked slightly to be less perfect. Uh, so I got to watch Alien on the big screen for the first time last year in two thousand. Oh, okay, all right. And the Blade Runner Final Cut on film, and I was like, okay, How I'm are jealous. So good, and it's because they got re-released in theaters, and they haven't played anywhere since then. Mm-hmm. It's the best those movies have ever looked. Oh yeah, I'm like, not. Uh, I'm not someone who's like a purist about. You got to watch movies on film. Like th- I've definitely seen bad film prints too. Oh know? yeah. I'm, sometimes I'm like, just throw on, a, just throw on the Blu-ray. Yeah, um, please do that. That was that was peak. That's the best. That was literally the best. Yeah, I saw this in theaters for the first time when the director's cut came out. Oh, incredible! Uh, I got to see that in a theater with a, with a friend at the time who had never seen the movie before, and it was awesome. <laughs> wow yeah it was really cool it, it was yeah this was the same friend who when uh <laughs> gus van sant's psycho came out we saw that and he had never seen psycho and he didn't know the twist <laughs> oh wow what an interesting experience that must have been it was wild like you should have seen this kid's head explode he goes wait what what <laughs> yeah that was fun uh, and hey, to uh, to Aliens credit too, I have shown this movie to people. It always kills. It kills. Everyone always comes out of it like they just got off a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. today. Yep. I remember like, a couple years ago, my one and only Alamo Draft House experience. They did a double feature screening for Alien Day, and that's when we got to see Alien and Aliens back to back, and that was a lot of fun. That was a good time seeing that in a the theater. Yeah, that sounds really fun, man. I would definitely see Alien in the theater again, by the yes. way. Um, not just for like the, the, the glory of one of my favorite films, if not my favorite film. Um, just the quality of like these images, again, is yeah. astounding. Like, like, these are all miniatures with the ship stuff and the lighting. Isn't it beautiful? It, it still totally works. I mean, like, it doesn't feel like a miniature, you know? Sometimes there's like an aesthetic pleasure to being like, oh, look, at this is how they did that with the miniatures. Like, oh, look, it's so tiny. Technology is advanced. <laughs> yeah. That miniature still looks gigantic. Oh, that looks fantastic. And it's all in the lighting and in the way it's shot. I mean, mm-hmm. and if you got someone who didn't know what they were doing, uh, it would not look good at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I should mention the cinematography is done by... Derek Van Lint, who since passed away in February of 2010. Oh. Uh, rest in peace. Um, he has a, like a, a really short filmography from what I'm just watching right now. It's like yeah. Alien, Dragon Slayer, X-Men, the first X-Men, and something called The Spreading Ground. Oh, hell yeah. Which I, I'm not, I'm only familiar with like two of those, so. Have you seen Dragon Slayer? <laughs> no, I've not. Oh, oh! Oh, I'm missing out? Oh, man. Uh, probably one of the, probably like top three ILM effects. That dragon, uh, I watched it for the first time like two months ago, holds the fuck up, man. Oh, that's great to <laughs> it hear. It looks so good, and it's so cool to see, like, 
a fantasy film that's not based on something. Yeah. You know, I mean, as much as I love Lord of the Rings, like, that's based on something. I like mm -hmm. the fantasy films where someone just, like, pulls a crazy story out of their ass and was like, okay, this, right here, when Ash does that little warm-up. Yeah. Oh, it's so oh, good. Because at so first you're just like, oh, this dude's, like, getting ready. And then you watch the movie again, you're like, oh, it's because he's, he's loosening up his joints because he's a robot. Yes. He's a <laughs> fucking robot. Uh, okay, this right here, uh, you have... Um, the, the men in the suits. I believe this is the actual cast, but then when the, the elevator goes down, it's actually children in suits so they could get the scale and didn't have to build as big of a ship. Oh my god. Well I think one That's of them so is one of them one of them is actually uh Ridley's son. <laughs> yeah, this is kids. This is kids in suits right here. That's so clever. Yes, it's such a smart idea. Oh, uh, Ridley's son, by the way, is that the guy who is also directing stuff right now? I uh, think it's that one, it, or it might be his other son. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I forget. I forget his. Yeah, son's that's name. definitely Sorry. that's Ridley. definitely children in suits right now. I'm pointing at the screen like you're sitting next to me. <laughs> no, no, it's it's great. It's great. It also makes it funnier that Ash is waving to them like that because like oh, like, like they're children. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, <laughs> that's kids. really funny. Have fun, kids. Yeah, like have fun. Uh, especially Kane. Uh, this, the the planet side design is so H.R. Giger, and uh, boy, do I miss that crazy weird guy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we got to shout him out because he is responsible for the design of the alien. Yes, for uh, the xenomorph, he's responsible for all the weird, pervy weird shit, shit in this movie. Yeah, uh, the story goes that Ridley Scott uh, saw. A, a design in like an art book that he was flipping through and he's like well, who is this guy and his, his production assistant was like oh that's that's H.R. Giger uh, get me him <laughs> yeah I, I want him he's good no and it's like I'm sure you know but for the people out there who, who are unaware of like the production history of this film like they couldn't really figure out the alien look in pre-production they were like here's like a crabbish design yeah like a a, a fly bug thing and it was like you know the, the movie would have been good with that stuff but it would have like been disappointing when you finally get to the big money shots with the alien exactly and uh, I believe I, I think Ridley is smart doing uh, doing the Jaws approach uh, where you don't show the alien as much as people would maybe want on a first watch but mm. it's so much more effective when you only get glimpses of, yeah. that, of that creature. Like, you really only see the, the alien in this movie when it's murdering people. Yeah, yeah. Like, you uh, only see him when he's hungry. <laughs> yeah, and it's true. And I do love... I mean, I think it's known that, if you know me, that I love all the alien movies. And oh, I me do too. love the money shots. Yeah, we we love our, our big slimy boys. Yes. Um, but there's really something special about this one. And, you know, part of that is just, like, budgetary constraints and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't build this suit to be that flexible all the time. Yeah. But it totally works. Um, have to absolutely shout out the man who played the alien as a 26-year-old design student. Good uh, lord. Um, Hell Terrific yes. physical performance. Just terrific. The movie does not work without the marriage of his performance and, and that suit. the design. And the yeah. suit. Yeah. And there we have uh, Jonesy with some, some of the best cat acting in a movie. Oh, yeah. Terrific stuff from the cast. Oh, my God. What a, I, I think that's a tabby, maybe. I, don't know. I believe it is. I don't know. How many cats do you think have been named Jonesy because of this movie? I, I know at least three people with cats named Jonesy. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a go-to name for a cat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, the, I, I, I love that weird rib cage that they're walking out of, which is, you know, foreshadowing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, to get back to the design of the planet, too, and even, like, you, you had mentioned, like, the original fantasy concepts, you know, for a different film, admittedly, but, like, I think we have to mention and shout out Star Wars, which, you know, yes. people people tend to like those movies. Yeah, they're pretty um, good. Pretty popular movies, I would, I would argue. <laughs> uh, you know, which is an original concept in and of itself. Yeah. It, like, birthed so many other attempts at original concepts or, or uh, similar veins, and, you know, like... That is the reason Alien got made, essentially, is because oh, yeah, Fox is like, we need more science fiction right fucking now. We need it. Come on, guys. Yeah. What do we got? Yeah, and then and they Dan, got the script. Dan O'Bannon was O'Bannon. like, I have this. <laughs> I have this. Uh, can we talk about Dan O'Bannon and how wonderful he is? I mean, he, so full of ideas throughout his entire career. Uh, obviously, I know him mostly for this and uh, Return of the Living Dead, which oh, are of course. Yes. just terrific they're just terrific yeah the fact that he only directed two feature films is kind of unfortunate because he was such a talented guy it's kind of weird um, but i mean he did write a ton i mean he did yes, yes he did um uh, freaking is, life force my god oh yeah <laughs> what is people out there that you? haven't seen life force <laughs> watch life force don't look up anything about life force just watch it if you see right now on, wild. The, on the screen, uh, the little like the headlamps mm-hmm. that are they're walking near the ship, those are actually uh, little pen lights, little little Christmas lights oh. on, on sticks that they're moving on the bottom of the set near the model. Uh, full disclosure: I have watched uh, the documentary "The Beast Within" so many times. Uh, I usually do it as a double feature with this movie. So uh, if people aren't familiar, that is the, uh, I believe it's a three-hour making-of documentary on Alien. And uh, yeah, it's everything you wanted to know about Alien and didn't want to ask. <laughs> yeah, oh, um, yeah, shout-out to the DVD quadrilogy, an eventual Blu-ray quadrilogy. What's the title of it now? It's something else, right? It's not quadrilogy anymore? I think anymore, it's just the that's... anthology now. Yeah, okay. I still call it the quadrilogies for just for my simplicity's sake, but incredible special features, um, maybe the greatest set of special features of all time, only mm-hmm. uh, comparable to Lord of the Rings. I think those are the two greatest special feature documentaries alone, not even including all the, the extras besides those. Um, m- most insightful, shockingly honest also. Yeah. Remarkably honest, because uh, I'll say I love Dan O'Bannon. He comes across as a bit of a grump. in the, Just but, a um, bit. Just a bit. <laughs> but he is one of my favorite grumpy old men in the history of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wish my grandpa... No, you know what? My grandpa was about the same. That's why I loved him. <laughs> he was a grump, too. <laughs> did he also wear cool bow ties? Like, uh... <laughs> like, he, um, he did have a bow tie period. He did. He did. Like Dan O'Bannon does in that documentary. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> also, a uh, real quick shout-out to Charles D. Lazarica, who, d- who did uh, The Beast Within. And all of those bonus features on uh, the Alien box set. And uh, bless him for that. Uh, Yeah, fantastic work. Uh, Just as defining to my cinema uh, fascination as these films, frankly. Yes, he did that. He did uh, Dangerous Days, the making of Blade Runner, which is another fantastic doc. Oh, yeah, this Uh, dude just defined, like, my fascination and obsession with bonus features. Yeah, he's (laughs) so good. Uh, Random-ass Twitter mutual, but hey, how's it going, man? (laughs) Oh, hey, 
Greg. Good job. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Still kind of blows no, my mind. Everyone has that one. You know what I mean? Right? It was like, really? Everyone you just, follow yeah, me? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Here's No, no. I'm of... mutuals with uh, Frank Serpico. That's fantastic. <laughs> no, I don't know how that happened either, but Here we go I'll ask him if he's a fan of Alien. Here's a money shot. Oh, yeah. Here we go. That. This is This is the shit right here. Oh, so many fan theories over the years about what this thing is. I know. And then Ridley answered it, and people didn't like it. And now yeah. I'm like, well, I liked it. Yeah, I like it, damn it. I think it's neat. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's fascinating. Because, like, I think people uh, are, are sort of trained to, like, not want answers. And so yeah. even when they get them, and they can and- be thematically interesting or fascinating... Mm-hmm maybe they still reject them because they're trained to. And I'm not even going to say that's the wrong reaction to have. It is just a reaction. It's also science Um, fiction, which which kind of begs for fan theories. Like, this whole genre wants you to, like, come to your own conclusions and see if you can figure things out in your own head and what you and your friends are talking about when it comes to this subject. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I think you could disagree with it. I, I do not. I... I like it uh, still, um, but I'll say like the, the the grossness of this too, like the bones still look like this wet, beast, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe not so much in this close up right here, but but, <laughs> but amazing, amazing model work right mm-hmm. here. Like that is that thing is just cool looking. Yeah, I'm curious about like, or I guess not curious, but I just find it fascinating that like really Scott basically directs commercials for 15 years or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then he he comes out swinging with a duelist, which is I I like that movie a lot. I don't think it's, it's like a home run, but I like it it's a lot. It's good. It's good. It's solid as hell. Yeah, and then this movie, and which then he is hits just this fundamentally perfect, like top yeah. to bottom. You know, yeah. Like how much of that is probably just like it, it's like a second film education, I guess. For I, him, love I, like his, yeah. I love this shot here. I love this shot here, where it 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 subtly gets dark as the headlamp mm. goes away, and you just have that ugh, like in the shadows. No thanks. It's it's so good, and you know what? This is me just further rejecting ideas from film school and stuff like that. I can just hear someone being like, "Well, no, no, you want to keep the light shining on it so you can have it be ominous." It's like, no, no, you you take the light source away. Like, I yeah. think people would call this movie underlit if it came out today. Oh yeah, but then again, like you have like you've already seen the creature in the light. There's no mm-hmm. need to keep the light on it the entire time. Yeah, Pe- like the, people the, aren't it's stupid. so much more interesting to look at, you know. People are not dumb, and uh, well, for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I do believe most people are are not idiots. You know, there are definitely idiots out there. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. <laughs> but you know, if if you could be a little ambiguous and and more like uh, stylistic with your art, like Go for people it. will accept that. Yeah, you know. Ugh, I mean, the, you're these, not going to break brains. Oh yeah, these yeah. Oh. Wet, these wet walls. These just like. <sighs> The humidity in there is just, oh, overpowering. Maybe it's just because I'm in Southern California in the summer of 2023, but I feel it right me, now. And I'm in New Jersey in the summer of 2023, and uh, oh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, things aren't aren't great weather wise. Humidity right is just hell. I I can't. I can take heat. Fine. Like, give me a hundred degrees. It's fine. If it's a dry heat, I'm fine. This. Mm-hmm. This humidity? No, I'm good. This, yeah, this is humidity evil. Humidity is what like messes you up. You know? Yeah. In some ways, some might argue it's more dangerous than the xenomorph. <sighs> I would definitely make that argument, but other people might. I would. I would say uh, so. Yeah. Because <laughs> at least you can run away from the xenomorph. 
Yeah, or even kill it. It's yeah. going to be hard, but you can do it. You can't, like, you can't. kill humidity. No, you can't. It's just... Yeah. It's just fickle. I love the idea to have, like, a laser field mm-hmm. that, just so you can see the mist. That is such a cool visual. And, I mean, this is kind of like uh, Ridley Scott's true genius. He's like, why don't I just try this? Or whatever. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like he's he's a director who does like you know, he, he storyboards and stuff like that, and that's why he can just shoot whatever however fast. But he's also like a like a notorious guy like who's who's a really talented collaborator and knows like when to pull back from exactly what he has in his head. Yeah, because if someone yeah. comes up with a great idea, he will use that great idea. Yeah. He is definitely a collaborator, and especially with a, a scene like this where so much goes into a scene like this. Like, look at look at all those eggs they made. And, like, the set that they're on, and just lighting it, it makes my head hurt. Yeah, it's so much to keep track of. Um, and the design of the eggs, too. They're, this is, like, really fascinating, because, like, they, they kind of drip upwards. Yes, with the, that's the such a cool idea. Yeah. And it's like, I just straight up, I'll be honest. I I didn't really get that for a while. I was like, "What are they? What are they? What are they Why is this happening? Doing? What is it?" Yeah, and you're I was like, like "Oh, that's kind of cool." Yeah, yeah. But uh, and that's I love very it. cool. I love it. Uh, if you've seen uh, the way, okay, more technical shit. Yeah. Inside the egg right now, the way you see those hands, like those that thing flutter, mm-hmm. it's it's basically uh, Ridley Scott wearing kitchen gloves, fluttering his hands like like a like a bat or a bird. Or, like, the Wu-Tang symbol. Uh, (laughs) If it works, it works. And he's like, no, that's a cool visual. Let's do that. And then you have this, which is all, like, calves stomach and, like, linings of, like, stomach and, like, intestines that they would get from the local butcher shop every morning. And apparently, according to everyone on set, it just smelt like shit. And there you go. There it is. Yeah. And the the little guy comes up and and gives him a hug. Isn't that cute? (laughs) That's nice. it's adorable. What a guy. It's sweet. It's it's a very heartwarming film. Yes, yes. Um, uh, yeah, I, I can't scene, imagine how bad that smelled, by the way. That's yeah, oh yeah, apparently they just they all do wear like nose plugs and yeah, it was rough. <laughs> it was real rough. Uh, and then you have that amazing creature design that just popped out of the egg. It's uh gross. Now are those still the little kids when they're carrying Kane back? That I'm not sure. I'm not that'd sure. That'd be, be fun. That would be it, fun. <laughs> if I was a kid, I would have had a freaking blast doing oh, that. Oh, yeah. And here's uh, Ripley, the voice of reason. Yeah, got a lot of mileage out of that quote uh, mm-hmm. during the height of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we break Maybe quarantine, we'll all I, die. I still get mileage out of it. Yup. And yeah, just excessive fog again. I, I say excessive in a complimentary way. <laughs> and there's like snow almost that's like going around, like the, all the debris. Yeah. Like they're in a snow globe almost. It's just like texture in movies is cool and good. It if you're is. ever curious about like, hey, is this too much? It's probably not. No, you should probably have more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, on, like that, that's kind of a joke, but also, like, honestly, no, because when you're capturing something on camera, you, you kind of need more than what you think you do, because yes. you're going you're gonna to capture less of it on mm-hmm. film than you think, or digital yes. now. You yeah. know? So, the more the merrier, truly. 
that haunting shot of Ash just there in in profile, like mm-hmm. in perfect opposition to to Ripley. Yep. And now we have this. Oh, mm-hmm. crazy, now, crazy stuff. I'll, yeah, I'll be honest. Before I, I I understood like the the franchise thing and and didn't really under, remember. Ripley being the survivor leading into aliens, I was yeah. like, is she going to be like kind of an antagonist? Because she's against people right there. And it's like, no, she was right. Obviously. No, she was right the whole freaking yeah. time. Yeah. Like, I didn't think of it in those words specifically, but that was something I thought of. I was like, oh, they're going to have to, like, you know, she could be like a, 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 you know, a villain of some kind. But no, oh. no, it is uh, there someone it is. else. <laughs> There's the face hugger. God, the tail is so, like, I love the, how it the just tail tightens. And the, the side breathing. Is so impressive still. Yes. Like, not a false moment in there. Not a false movement of that animatronic or whatever. No, not at all. And I love how it has, like, knuckles and, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so vile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I, 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 do I wouldn't like be surprised is... if the actors were freaked out by it. Just like, the yeah. fuck is this thing? Ridley, what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, because, like, no one's ever seen something like that no. in, a, in a science fiction movie before. No. And the fact that it looks so real. Like, mm-hmm. yep, that little tightening of the of the tail. Ugh. That's what freaks me out. That That is, is uh, genuinely unsettling. Yeah, I don't like this at all. This is, no. like, ugh. How do you do with, with violence in movies in general like, versus real life? In movies, I'm fine. Okay, yeah, yeah. Me, generally, me too. In real life, I could do without it. <laughs> yeah, no. In, in real life, if I see blood, I'm like, hey, is anyone else like dizzy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, feel too good. Violence and harm. I'm like, uh, unless it's like animal stuff. Yeah. Um, I I do pretty well. Or bodily fluids. If there's a lot of bodily fluids, like in something like Jackass. Yeah. Um, I'm like, yeah, uh, this is great, but I'm gonna skip this one. <laughs> yeah. Prank. Can I skip this? Yeah. Chap- chapter skip. Yeah, I am uh, pro jackass, by the way, as <laughs> all good Americans are. Yes. Now the jackass guy should do an alien movie. <laughs> now that I, I'm watch. Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to LV426. <laughs> I'm gonna go punch the queen. <laughs> yeah, we man, no. <laughs> I love all this doctor science stuff. Because you know that Ash is basically just leading everyone on. Like, Ash pretty much already knows what's going to happen. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's really great writing um, that it sneaks up on you when you rewatch it's it. smart yeah. writing. Yeah, because like, in the moment you're first viewing, these are normal conversations between colleagues. Yes. When you, when you think back on it and you, or you rewatch it again, you're like, no, he's angling for this. He's angling yeah. for very specific things. Like, he wants to this happen to happen. Here. Yeah. And that's like the beauty of a, a truly great twist, you know? Like, um, y- you you don't see it coming, but all the pieces are there for you to recognize it later. And there's there's one of the most iconic things about this series, the acid for blood. Mm-hmm. And who knew that running down a ladder could be a, a great action sequence, but we have it. <laughs> yeah, up until this point in the film, this is the action sequence. Yeah. <laughs> like... Which is kind of wild to think about. Yeah, you're just going to watch the floor melt. Okay. Mm. What? And that poor boot. That poor boot. And Brett's poor pen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always... That's like a really funny gag. 
when he hands it back to him, he's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? I know, right? Like, yeah, thanks, dude. He's like, oh, that thing just got burnt by acid. I'm not putting it in my pocket. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you shoot that out of the goddamn airlock, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love how Dallas automatically knows what it is. He's like, oh, it's molecular acid, of course. Yeah. Of course. Why, why wouldn't it be? Because that's, yeah, that, that's a what's thing. That, yeah, what's that Sherlock Holmes thing where it's like if the, the thing is, is not like... The undeniable is, is the only plausible explanation. Yes. Whatever. So it's like that, but just for acid. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Acid. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm terrible at science. I find it fascinating, but I couldn't explain. Yeah, I think science is cool, but like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's science and math. So I'd be terrible ev- anywhere else in the alien universe. I would have to be a trucker. Yeah, you'd be the space trucker. Yeah, I'd be Brett. <laughs> right. I'd feel really bad about scaring the cat. <laughs> and that's how they get me. Here's your pen back. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, thanks, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't want this. <laughs> get it away. Yeah, well, what? <laughs> I love that they're, they're, they are the repairmen. Mm-hmm. And they really hate their jobs. They're just like me, for real. <laughs> No, I mean, I, that's another, like, real stroke of genius in the movie. It's just like, hey, like, space space is, like, it could be a really fascinating place. But, but it's also a lot of work. It's work, yeah. These guys, it's their jobs to do this, to be yeah. away from their family. Like, of course they hate it, dude. Like, yeah. Imagine, you, you, it's like, to make a living or to pay for, like, your family's bills or something like that. You got to, like, go away for years at a time, probably. Yeah. Like, that would suck. I'll see you in seven years. What? Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah, like, like that's not a way of living and you know like i'm not i'm i'm not saying that's the path we're headed on i'm just saying if that was the path we're headed on and we should probably do something to avoid it that would be nice <laughs> that would be nice just some food for thought yeah i do um, love the uh the design of this uh medical room i love how it's in a circle i think that's really smart uh i just love i i love the walls in this ship how they kind of look soft, but you know they're not. Yeah, they, they almost look puffy, but I think people get thrown against them later, and they're clearly not puffy. <laughs> they are not pillows. They are they are made of like hard objects. Um, and yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the the circular shape of the room. It's like this and the kitchen, I believe. Right? These are like the two circular. Yeah, these spaces are the two the circular tip. rooms. Everything else is long, narrow hallways. Oh, you know what? The cryo chamber as well. The cryo chamber is also circular, um, where they come out of cryo sleep and stuff like that. Everything else is long, narrow hallways or dark corridors, and um, it is not a hospitable environment for human beings to interact in. It is it is the opposite of humane, basically. Okay, my disc is frozen. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, let me go switch it and just, yeah, keep talking. We'll, okay, okay. We'll leave in this fun little technical difficulty. All right. No, no problem. No problem. Right. I will just say that uh, Ian Holm is Ash. Uh, again, we talked a little bit about how great he is and uh, how Ash, the writing of this character, is really just phenomenal and layered and textured in a way that uh, still can surprise people to this day, even if you've seen the sequels, you know? Like, you don't know the deal of of these crew members you just know they're not in the sequels because they're all gonna die 
Um, and, you know, when they made this movie, they didn't know there were going to be sequels. They were like, we need another science fiction movie to make money off of because Star Wars made more money than God. And it'd be really great if we could do that again. And um, this movie obviously did that as well. Uh, but it's also like, it, it is a, it's a totally different beast. Not just because it's a different genre, not just because it's a horror movie. Um, yes, they say like a, a sort of working class aesthetic with the, the spaceship designs and stuff like that. But Star Wars is like a fun adventure. This is... Uh, these these guys accidentally picked up like something from hell. They actually dropped down into hell, and I'm back. <laughs> uh, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm I'm blabbering about how much I love the the different possibilities of science fiction. Science fiction, yeah, yeah. Between this and Star Wars, oh, they're they're totally different, but they both honestly, this and the first Star Wars trilogy have that same rundown aesthetic. mm Hmm. A very lived-in, rundown uh, ships and and uh, planets, and they both work for me, which <laughs> just in different yeah. ways. Yeah, and and I would say that like if you, I, I love doing this for random, disconnected films entirely, like mm-hmm. with no relationship to each other. If you can kind of like program like a marathon, right? Like uh, the original Star Wars trilogy is a coming of age story. It's about growing up, yeah, and stuff like that. Aliens, kind of like, all right, you're growing up now, survive. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. Which is not the intention of the creation of this film, but it's just something that I can take away from that, you know? If I put them all together in a blender, like, if I watch the, the original Star Wars trilogy uh, consequentially and then finish off with Alien. All right, give me like, a time. Yeah, give is- me a time stamp on where you are so I can get uh, there. 45, 48. Okay, hold on. 45, mm-hmm. I'll do 45. Okay. I'll do 46. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but again, just some great miniature work, and uh, I love like their uh, even their shoes are a little like dirty. All right, we're good and stuff like that. Oh yeah, every, everything is grimy and dirty, and no one shaves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all got those space beards going. No, it looks good on them though. It looks good. I like Garrett. I love the quiet moments where like Dallas gets away from everyone. Hmm. Um, I've read the screenplay for this a few times, and I like that there's actually more scenes in the screenplay of just him going away to his own private room and just listening to music, and he just needs to get away and decompress. Because it's all all a little too much. No, no, I mean, you don't even have to be, like, a team leader to feel that kind of pressure, you know? He doesn't need just a moment to, like, okay, let me go to the bathroom. And then you're in there for, like, ten minutes, but you're not shitting. You're just like, I need to catch my breath. Just hanging out, man. Just hanging out. Yeah. All right, now the, uh, the the face hugger has detached. How nice of him to do yeah. to do a thing. Kind of clingy, don't you think? Just uh-huh. a bit. <laughs> uh-huh. He's always got to be close. He's always got to be close. Yeah, no one likes clingy guys. I imagine when this movie first came out and people saw it for the first time, they no one could have predicted that Ripley would be the survivor. Yeah, no, no, it's, uh, especially back then, it's like, um, how often do you see, like, a, a female, you know, like, yeah. lead in one of these things, you know, it's, usually it's like the women played, like, uh, second fiddle or even, mm-hmm. like, damsel in distress, which, you know, like, problematic faves exist, like, I, you can get a yeah. kick out of something like that still, I mean, but, um, there's just a totally different wavelength for her character, and, you know, the, the famous thing is that she wasn't written as a woman. Yeah. You know, um... And the way and, that the first half of the movie basically 
focuses on Dallas. Mm-hmm. Like, it focuses on the captain. Like, he is the main character for the first, like, first half of this film. And so that's who you're, the audience would be attached to. Yeah, and I think also just in the, in the genre space, like, not just at the time, but even now, it's like, if they're, if there's a captain on board of a, a spaceship, they tend to be, like, not important. just the leader, but the focal point of yeah, the movie. Yeah, they're the important character. Narrative. Yeah. And, like, how the the procedures weigh on them and the experience weighs on them yeah. and the decisions they make. That becomes the the, the narrative conflict and stuff like that. The narrative Oh, engine, and it's but, back. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Gross little crap. I love that it curls up like a spider when it I does. Hate, I hate the fingernails. <laughs> it's oh, so yeah, creepy. That is really gross. <laughs> oh, and they're, like, silver fingernails. Oh. I know. It's so It's bad. It's bad. Uh, it's so Do they have vile. those in the sequels too? I don't remember those. I don't uh, think so. In those. Yeah, I think they yeah, got even, rid of it. Even the, like David Fincher and Alien Three was like, we don't need to do that. We don't <laughs> like, need to do that. Just, that's that, a bit much. That's I think. just gross. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put a dog in a costume, but not doing this. <laughs> I know <laughs> that poor pup. <laughs> I know, I know. At least they just tried so it like, a couple times, and we're like, no. They're like, no, this doesn't look good. Plus, that yeah. that dog looks uncomfortable. <laughs> I know, the dog's, like, shaking and stuff, and I'm like, let him go. Yeah, I know, it's awful. Thank God they didn't go through with that. Yeah, this isn't what we're here to talk about, but I do have to ask. So, uh, I think people have mixed feelings now about this, but what is your opinion about the xenomorphs, like, when they burst out of whatever species? Like, do you like them looking like different species, or do you want them all to be uniform? Okay. No, I do. I very much do. Okay, yeah, I am with you. I am with you. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's a really cool, like, evolutionary feature of them. Also really yeah, cool is the inside of that face hugger. Although oh, yeah, it's like oysters. And it's oysters like that, and right? clams and, like, all basically seafood just thrown in there. Mm-hmm. Uncooked seafood, which I'm sure also smelt terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this movie, if you make an alien movie, you kind of got to get smelly. At the yeah, end of you got to get smelly and gross, and if you don't, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, something I absolutely have to mention, uh, apart from the, the greatness of the visual direction of Ridley Scott and the cinematographer, the actual cinematography itself, done with these great, like, older anamorphic lenses, like, yes. obviously older, it's 1979, um, but they just got such great character, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a fan of movies, generally speaking, there are plenty of movies that look clean and great, like, they want the glass to be, like, pure, almost, right? Yeah. And you know when this is this is an older era. Like I'm sure they would have made them quote unquote better had they had more modern technology and tools to do so. Yeah. But there's just something about the way that like the imperfections make everything look. They make it look more tangible. Yes, when exactly. It's not perfect. And I just I, I love it. I love it so much. Um, I don't know if you were a fan of like the Batman, for example. But they used. Uh, like, I did like the Batman. Yeah, quite a bit. I, I love the cinematography of that. Uh, because it strove for like imperfection. It's yeah, like, we, we don't don't make it just pretty. It's not great because it's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's great because it's bringing something to its narrative. Visually. Exactly. You know, it's it's an audio visual medium. We should we should enforce that as much as possible. It is, as they call it, a motion picture. <laughs> yes, the picture should be in motion, and the pictures in motion should be expressing something. <sighs> And the, ri- and the horizon should too. be at the top or the bottom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And where's the horizon in Alien? Nowhere. So it's super Nowhere. interesting. It's super interesting, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. 
In space, no one can find the horizon. <laughs> More great models here. Mm-hmm. God, that's a cool-looking ship. And here you yeah. go, the, the classic shake the chair, shake the camera. <laughs> yeah, I, I really love uh, that effect. Even even if, uh, I will say, I, I don't think it looks the Maybe that's the one thing that doesn't look the best still, but yeah. what are you going to do, you know? Hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep, exactly. Now they're off to the races to yeah. die. <laughs> I will say that uh, I'm not a big collector of mm-hmm. stuff. I've nothing against it, obviously. Um, but if I was to con- collect anything from this movie, I think I would collect the the Nostromo. That just, would be uh, cool. It's because I love that the hor- the horrendousness of the design so much. If that makes sense, I have an entire shelf that is just alien. Fantastic. Uh, like I have the entire crew. Uh, I'm looking at them now. I have the entire crew. I have two Ripleys, one from this and one from three. Nice. I have about two or three Xenomorph. Uh, there's even a Predator up there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and there's a James Cameron up there, too, because I have that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that there is a James Cameron action figure and they dressed him up like a space marine is so funny to me. <laughs> That's amazing. I did not know that. And, he, and he comes with the clapboard for aliens. It's so much fun. I oh, love okay. it. I love that too. Does it also come with like a nail gun for people's cell phones? No. I'm not. I, that would. I would have bought that. That one I would have bought. Just that's so funny to me if it would have had that. Wait, he did that? That is a that is a rumor. Damn. I just On make what that movie? Clear. On what movie? Uh, Avatar. Okay. No, that makes sense. That's something he was doing. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that tracks with what he does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just. Yeah. Also, maybe you have to be a little unhinged to make an alien movie. Oh, without a doubt. All the directors who have worked on alien movies. They're all um, a little crazy. They're all a little crazy. Yep. Uh, and Jean-Pierre Genet is just French, but, you know. <laughs> you know, that's crazy enough for me. That's crazy <laughs> enough, yeah. It's my favorite French film, Diego. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know. I think people got mad at me when I made that joke. <laughs> like, I totally I'm agree. joking. <laughs> like, I'm kind of not. <laughs> that's the thing. I'm very sincere when I say that. You know what? I respect that. I have nothing but respect for that. <sighs> and here we go one more meal before oh, yeah. bedtime do you remember your first reaction to this scared the shit out of me yeah it's very visceral because <laughs> like you're you're eating a meal you're it's like a, a nice communal thing and then it just gets ruined <laughs> no like I, the world's worst like... dinner guest shows up <laughs> yeah i won't say like it didn't affect me when i was younger but i i think i could handle uh, fictional violence better, especially when like food and drinks are involved. When I was younger, because I I was I mean I love this. This was love at first sight for me. This movie, right? Like it scared like it scared the shit out of me when I was little. But I had also I knew what was going to happen because I saw that making of documentary mm-hmm. before I saw this. Oh, so you were you were good to go? I was good to go. Yeah. Oh, here it comes. Also, as far as I know, I saw space balls before this. Oh, you were you were primed and ready. Yeah, I saw Spaceballs at a very young age, so I, I, yeah. No, you know what? That might be the way to go, frankly, because um, this is still pretty heavy. Oh like, yeah. Again, I, at a younger age, for some reason, this didn't affect me. I was a scaredy cat until I was like eighteen years old, nineteen years old. Gotcha. Movies. Uh, but Alien, I could always, I could do every Alien that yeah. was available at the time. Um, 
and I don't maybe it's just because of science fiction aspects. Um, mm-hmm. However, this scene still uh, left its mark on me <laughs> for obvious reasons that were about. Yeah, there it is. Um, <laughs> oh, there, oh, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> and just like John Hurt's like vocalizations here are just so. He is dying. He is in death yeah. throes right now. It's they're, rough. I mean, they're so primal. Yeah. You know, oh. Don't scream like that. No. Um, and it's a real level of acting that uh, those twitching, kinda, the twitching of his hands. From, yeah, like that only comes from like truly great actors because to to sell a death like that, which is very over the top. Yeah. Um, but it, it works. Makes you not feel it's over the top. <laughs> It make, you, if anything, it makes you feel like he's underselling it. And then you got the baby with its metal teeth, which are just, oh. And of course, yeah. Ash is defending it. Don't touch it. No. <laughs> Leave it alone. Uh, I need I, that. I, I, I love the run of the alien across the table. Oh, me too. Me too. Like, if you freeze frame it, it probably doesn't hold up. But in the moment, you're so just, like, exacerbated. It's like, yeah. you kind of are glad it just left. <laughs> yeah, get it out of here. Go away. Yeah. And then you're like, wait, wait, wait. Forgot. <laughs> and I love how every movie in the series has to have a good chestburster scene oh yeah you have this one obviously but then you have that really horrific one in the second one where you're like oh like the first time you see like oh they might be able to save this woman nope Mm -hmm. nope get out the flamethrowers uh and then the third one obviously well i guess in the theatrical cut it's there like when ripley goes right because that's not oh it. yeah yeah that's in the theatrical credits to that one yeah it's um, not in the, the it's not in the good version no in the good version uh, she she dies like Jesus but the 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 ox gets it in there yes. the ox is also already dead yeah um, I love that movie it it's there's no perfect version of it so it's like it, there it's, are stuff you have to work around it's messy but I like it a lot yeah I I, I find it utterly uh, fascinating and. Um, and yeah, then I, in, I love it. And then in Resurrection, you have the face burster, which is just cool as shit. <laughs> it is cool as People didn't like that. And you yeah, know, they're wrong. It took me a minute to come around to that movie. Uh, that was great. That was... I, I don't know what... They made another Alien movie after Ripley died. So you're either going to like it or you're yeah. not. I get that. But if you're going to make it, you know, go hog wild. And go crazy. that movie is anything if not hog wild. <laughs> I think I really love that movie because it was my first Alien movie in theaters. Oh, nice. Like, I convinced my dad to take me opening weekend. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That was, a, um, that was a good summer of my dad taking me to see horror movies between that and Event Horizon. Yeah, that was a good fucking summer. <laughs> uh, you know what my first Alien movie in theaters was? <clears throat> if we're it, talking spinoffs, oh, including no. the AVPs, it's AVPR. Oh, no. Um, you, and you know what? So, so you technically, what? you didn't see an alien movie because you can't see anything in that movie. Yeah, but you know what? That movie has only been good to me because it's it's helped me make a lot of friends on on film Twitter. It, it brought me my friendship with uh, the great Liam O'Donnell, director of the Skyline sequels and writer of all three. Um, oh, I like him. Yeah, great guy. Great. We're bud. also mutuals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool dude, cool dude. Um, and he, he worked on that, so you know, good stuff all around. That's awesome. My official first alien movie was Alien Covenant. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Because I did not watch Prometheus in theaters. I don't think uh, that's another one. I actually went to the movies with my dad to see that. That was that was fun. Yeah. This is cool. I like the uh, what's it called the uh, the science mumbo jumbo behind the um, this the motion detector. I think that's pretty neat. 
Yeah, like the because we we don't have stuff like this in the real world at this point. No, or, or at that point at least. Maybe now there's more stuff. I'm just forgetting because it's hot and I'm tired. Uh, yeah, but like you know, just have a little conversation. And you prime the audience for some science fiction mumbo jumbo, like you said. And you know what? There's nothing like having a movie scene where a bunch of guys just get around to talk together about yep. stuff that you don't really understand. Yeah, it's like guys this is talking. What's happening. Yeah, there's nothing like it. Yeah, <laughs> just get a bunch of uh, dudes and, and dudes in a non-binary sense. Yep, and, and this anyone is, can be a dude. This is where it turns into a uh, straight-up horror movie. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, I mean, that, that build is pretty amazing. It's like, so good. I mean, how far into we before it turns into like this? It's about an hour in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love all of this stuff here, like all the, like the doodads that are lying about. Um, this movie, yeah, this is when it turns into a slasher, and it works really well as a slasher. I mean, I there was a, the interview with Ridley Scott where he said what he wanted to do. He's like, I basically wanted to make Texas Chainsaw in space. And I think I did a pretty good job of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he did too. Yeah. Although I will say, and this is not a negative, and it's not his fault because these are two radically different films. Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre does feel like you found a snuff film when you first see mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it <laughs> so, sure does. So it's not his fault that he couldn't entirely capture that. Um, he did make, in my opinion, a better movie. Um, yeah. Although Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is also a masterpiece in my eyes. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, it's I saw a hot that on sixty too. millimeter. Actually, that's cool. Yeah, that's that was cool. a real treat. Uh, last time I watched it was a couple months ago. I watched the uh, the four K, and that movie looks hot. Like yeah. you can feel the the Texas heat that the that they were going through making that movie. Like I started, I watched it during the winter, and I was sweating watching it. Yeah, and you know what? I'll say this for Ridley Scott too. He's never, like, unaware of the movie he made. And mm-hmm. not that Toby Hooper was the great late uh, Toby Hooper. Yeah. Um, but when I heard him first describe it, he was like, oh, I thought I made a comedy. And I'm like, what? It's like, what? No, you okay, did that with the second one. Yeah, uh, not so much with the first one. out of the room. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, like okay, okay, guy. Okay, Toby. Thank <laughs> you for making a bunch of classics and uh, helping to define my love of the horror genre. Yes. You are missed every day. Oh, excuse me. I've got a I got a big old uh, beer mug with no beer in it. It's just oh, a bunch boo. of ice. Yeah, it's just a bunch of ice and water. So nice. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow I'll have beer to celebrate this great commentary that we're doing. Hell yes. I love this part. Yeah. This is straight up me trying to bathe my cat. <clears throat> All right. Get the net. Poor kitty. I always feel so bad. Oh, and it just, like, bolts out of there. Yeah. The way it kind of, like, drifts around the corner. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (sighs) If you've ever seen a cat run on a wet floor, they do run like cartoons. Oh, yeah. It's very funny. (laughs) It's hilarious. Yeah. Now we're coming to that part that uh, you mentioned earlier with all the water. Yeah, which took place in uh, the warehouse district of Los Angeles. Yes, not in space. <laughs> uh, and I love Ridley Scott's reasoning for having all the the water in there. Uh, there, like, he said, "Well, I did that because it looked good." <laughs> <laughs> and they're and they're like, "No, no, we need like an explanation." He's like, "I don't know, condensation on the landing gear. Does that work for you?" Okay, great. <laughs> That's fine. That's what it is then. 
but it's really and there. You know, but it's really only there because I think it looks cool. <laughs> frankly, I think that's exactly what cinema's missing. We have too many like too many needs for logical answers now. Yeah. It's like I want some director to come out and just say, I don't know why they did it that way, except I thought it looked better. Yeah, it I thought looked it looked cool. cool. Yeah. Because are they wrong? Probably not. No. no. It does look cool. I mean, yeah. how else are you going to get a rainstorm <laughs> in a spaceship? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> do you want to watch a movie that looks like nothing? Or these, do you want to watch a movie that looks cool? These close-ups on his face, like, he's got such... They don't make them like him anymore. <laughs> no, no. Um, I don't know if you watch The Bear. Like, I'm sorry for bringing up other stuff, too, but this is... this is, I swear to God, this is relevant. But, like, I think a big success of that show is that show is filled with people that look like normal people. They Morals. look like 70s character actors. Yeah. Um, and... We I do just, want to uh, check that out. I do want to check yeah, out that Yeah, I, I think you'll really like it, actually. Um, there, there's just something to, you know... Like, we all, all this talk of, like, representation and stuff like that. Like, normal people, like... They can be aesthetically pleasing too, you know. Yeah. Just because you're not a TikTok influencer or something. <laughs> Nothing against TikTok influencers, unless you're scabbing. But yeah. Um. I, I and yeah. Lo- uh, to, I... to your point about the close-ups, really quick too, before this dude bites it, it's really hard, in my opinion, to get good-looking close-ups in scope in CinemaScope. Yeah. This movie has no problem with that. No. This movie is one of the ones that makes it look easy. Yeah. I love this 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 shot, just like honing in on on this room and just yeah. uh, and I love the, the concept of the alien shedding its skin like a snake I think that's mm-hmm. really really cool makes it way more reptilian and it just it works it looks mm-hmm. cool it's a cool visual this is a cool movie Diego <laughs> oh, it might be the coolest movie frankly <laughs> it really is <laughs> and then you got that cool water dripping cause it looks cool damn it and for years yeah. I had no idea what that room was or what that was that structure was supposed to be and then one time I, I heard oh no that's the landing gear I was like oh okay that does make sense it does look like landing gear there okay that's fine Yeah, I'll be 100% honest <laughs> I've never known until this recording that's what it was oh shit alright and but it hasn't impacted my feelings of the movie, you know. It's, it's never been like, well, I never could understand what that was, so it's yeah. not a five star movie. It's and now that you know what it is, you're just like, oh, that's neat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You oh, know? that's it's neat. Like, cool. Yeah, like I buy everything that's happening in it, so I'm not questioning it, you know. Which is the magic trick of a great movie. I have a military jacket that I have Brett's patches on that I wear sometimes, and that's a lot of fun. Nice. Like the the Nostromo patch. I have they have that weird like the red and white triangle. I got those well, during the alien screening at the draft house. <laughs> oh nice. See, I need to I need to get on some of those Nostromo patches. I have patches from Alien Isolation nice. and Alien Covenant. Okay. Cuz I was at nice. the E3 before they premi- or before they launched uh, Alien Isolation, I uh, still a have game not that I love dearly. Game. Uh, I still have not finished it because it gives me panic attacks. I cannot yes. do it. It is it is very intense. Completely understand. Scary. Oh, yeah. and here we go. Here we go. Yeah. Here, Jonesy. Come on. <laughs> that cat knows that something's wrong. He doesn't oh, want to come out. Smart kitty. I love how it just, like, drops down. Oh, it, it's so good. And, and again, every time shot. I've shown it to someone... They're always like, oh, like I always get that reaction when yeah. it drops down because they know what the fuck's about to happen. Yeah, 
and it's going to be rough, and it's going to be brutal. And we're about to and say, after this point, like uh, apart from the kitchen scene, you're like, okay, this can get bad. Like, how bad can it get? And you know, like to be fair, I don't know ugh. if it ever tops the the, the viscerousness of the no. whatever the, of the kitchen scene. But like, even just biting into Brett's head, it's like you do see like brain for a second. Yes, it's not I, like I love they're, that they're backing off. But I also love how it just focuses on the cat's face. The cat's reaction is what really gets me. Like, even the cat has no idea what the hell it's looking at. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what the hell are you? What, what is this? Yeah, the cat just knows it's there's some bad vibes, and it's like, well, good luck with that, everyone. Yeah. I'm going to go hide for the rest of the movie until the yeah. third act. Yeah, I'm out. Peace. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, that's all you guys. <laughs> uh, and I think, honestly, the, the scene in the director's cut where uh, Parker and Ripley come in and see what's happening, I think that kind of does dull the moment. In I agree. Yeah, and then the, the blood rains on them. That is yeah. the version I saw first, by the way. Okay, alright. On the TV, because right. I, I remember the blood raining down on them. Okay, yeah. Um, I prefer the theatrical cut. I 100% agree with that. All the these close-ups, my god, all these close-ups. Yeah. I'm a fan of a good close-up, Diego. Oh, no, I mean... Very like generic saying, but it's true, so it doesn't matter. Like the human face is like the most interesting thing to photograph. It's fantastic. We're all, we're all so different. We all bring such like different complexions and, yeah. and expressions. You know. Um, That's one thing it, I took away from uh, talking about something else. Took away from Oppenheimer uh, when I saw it. The close-ups in that movie—they're astounding. <laughs> At the time of recording, I have not seen Barbie or Oppenheimer yet. I again I just returned from San Diego. Okay, and, uh, all right. So I, I did not have the chance to go to the theater. Well, so. one of them is very good, and the other one's a masterpiece. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it both, frankly. like They're good. They're, they're, yeah. they're very good films. Yeah. I mean, when the next Alien comes out, because it's coming out in theaters officially now. Oh? Um, they should uh, they should do a, a Barbenheimer style thing. Release is, Alien, and then release something else. Is that the... Uh, the the thing that they're shooting even during the strike is that that thing no that is the alien tv show uh show run by noah holly and i have no problem calling him out because that's not cool man no that's kind of fucked actually that's uh yeah (laughs) i mean i wasn't really interested in the show to begin with because it's a tv show (laughs) because it's a fucking tv show and it takes a lot even though if it's alien it takes a lot for me to get in to to watch a tv show uh but you're doing it like this yeah, you, he's literally wail, like Waylon Yutaniing it. Who is? You know what I mean? Who is acting in it? That's crossing the picket line. Like what the fuck? So they are not putting the the main cast in because they're SAG, but they are going to shoot like background extras Ugh. and second unit stuff. I think because they're they're shooting in like Thailand or something, and sure. so they're just going to use crew from those areas if they can. Um, Still kind of which scared. is very unfortunate because they're also preying on like a more susceptible like film industry over there that doesn't get opportunities like exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's all it's a mess all around and uh, gross. And Noah Hawley, meet me in front of the Chinese theater, <laughs> my guy. I will I will not say what will go down, but I I will I will have words with you. Yes. There you go. I will yell in your general direction, sir. I will, Yes, and that is all that will happen. <laughs> I don't uh, want to go to prison. <laughs> I'll stop for a little bit. <laughs> I love this part. I think it's cool. I love how they're all separated into different teams. 
And I love how Ripley is teamed up with Ash, who she clearly fucking hates. Yeah. <laughs> like, they they have not gotten along at all this entire movie. They're so antagonistic towards each other, but they're the ones who have to hang out together right now. I mean, what another great, like, I keep saying strokes of genius, but this movie is like literally every stroke of genius coming together to create yes. like a lightning bolt of genius. Um, everything in this movie tries to kill the characters. Yes. Their relationships start turning them on each other at a certain mm-hmm. point, you know? Uh, not and necessarily like Lord of the Flies, but, you know, yeah. they don't get along and it causes problems. Yep. And as much as I love the combo of Parker and Brett, I love the combo of Parker and Lambert. Yeah, I do too. I think they're really they're really fun together. They're they're good. No, they're great. And, like, I, I, I really love the character of Lambert. Um, I know she just kind of screams a lot of the time, but I also think she's a good audience surrogate. Exactly. Where she's just like, let's just get the hell out of here yes. and blow this thing up. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's what she says as soon as they come into that spaceship and like see all that shit. They're like, "All right, let's get out of here." Yeah, <laughs> let's leave. It's very uh, Lawrence Fishburne in Event Horizon. We're leaving. <laughs> yeah, no, she is the voice of reason along with Ripley. Yeah, and the movie doesn't have the sense of tension if it doesn't. You know, like it seems like a very easy thing to remember, but how many movies can you just like passively watch because like the characters aren't in conflict? Yeah, and, you know, unless you're like watching Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> like, it's nice to have characters kind of work through something together yeah. or work against each other. You know, in this one, they they do come together enough, but maybe not enough to save everyone. And this is you know? it's just such that my god, this sequence is just so claustrophobic. And uh, have you? Okay, this I have played in Alien Isolation. Have you played that the DLC? Yes. Yes, okay. I have. Okay, I've played through those sequences a lot, and uh, <laughs> this scene, this sequence is uh, very difficult in the game, and it's also really fun. <laughs> it is, it is, and then you always die because it's yeah, no Dal- matter what, the you Dallas have thing to die. you're talking about, right? You, yes, you have to die because yeah. it's Dallas. Yeah. Um, but there are also uh, air shaft sections in the main campaign as well. Yes, no, um, thank you. Yeah, it is. It is genuinely very dense, like. I do not begrudge anyone because you're not the first person who's told me that's basically too intense for you. Yeah, I can't. I haven't finished that. I haven't finished uh, Outlast. I, I can't. Like, for some reason, I think I made it like half an hour into Blair Witch. Like, I just first person horror games like that. Just, I'm fascinated by them. I think they're awesome. I can't finish them. They're too scary. <laughs> no, no, I get it. Um, I I really love them. <laughs> I can't finish all of them either. I never finished Outlast 2, but I think that, that game is really gross in ways that aren't really fun. Um, the oh first boy. Outlast I really like, uh, and Alien Isolation I, I really, really love. And I've been meaning to get back to uh, to Twitch streaming on occasion, not to promote my own stuff on here, but like... Go for it. I, I, I intend to stream that before the next Alien movie comes out, just because uh, I love it so much, and... Frankly, it's the one Alien game I, I did want to have a sequel. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. And it was, like, a success, but it just didn't gross, like, a bajillion dollars. And yeah. these game companies have the same problem as movie studios. and Everything needs to make a bajillion dollars. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you remember, like, when the Tomb Raider reboot game first came out, they were like, yeah, we really wanted to, to make, like, 100 million, like, copies sold. And it only sold, like, 10 million copies. Yeah, they still made a like, trilogy. They're fine. Yeah, I know. So it's like, they're full of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love this. I love love the visual of the two dots coming together. Uh, That when he finds that gross ass slime, 
yeah, it's it, it's a haunted house sequence. And basically. now now we get the <sighs> cinema's most famous jazz hands, and he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha! <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a scene that I also expect people to react to, like, like more like, oh, that's a little goofy. Not been the case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it still gets a jolt out of people. Yeah. Like, me who's seen this movie, like, a hundred times, probably, is like, yeah, maybe, maybe that one you could have cut away, like, a split frame yeah. faster, but... Nope, everyone else is too into it. That's why I call it jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alien does jazz hands. <laughs> and it's really scary. I love, that... I love how it's just they all get, they get picked off one by one. And Veronica Cartwright here is amazing in this scene. She is so panicky. And God, she's freaking good. Yes, and it's, it's not just like the expression of panic either because like you're totally right it's just like there's real like emotions that yes. are brewed inside this character yes. and they're all just coming out like, you can tell she is crying right now like the way her mm-hmm. eyes are red like oh man great actress just yeah just really terrific phenom- actress. phenomenal actress underrated truly yeah and uh because this is the actual cut i will say tom scarrett also phenomenal actor um he hangs around Twitter sometimes. He's still out there doing stuff too. I've got to got to keep him around in mind. Um, yeah, big big fan of him. Uh, he's very earnest on Twitter. He's one of those older posters, you know. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, um, like earnest and like very receptive to fan stuff. That's like, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Veronica Cartwright and just like a very photographic face. Like, yeah, obviously. Um, I was just hyping up like these are all like very uh, normal looking people. They like, are normal looking people. It's you nice. could bump into them at the supermarket. Yeah. I mean, of course, in real life you would know who they are, but hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I tend not to get starstruck anymore. If I met Sigourney Weaver, I don't know what I would do. I try not to get uh, starstruck. Like I try to just be like very jokey when I meet a celebrity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. uh, when I. Okay, I one time I literally bumped into Liam Neeson. Oh. <laughs> and all I could muster was, you're tall. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, thank see, you, and he walked away. <laughs> I used to get really starstruck. So the first convention I ever went to was LA Comic Con, like 2011 or 12, okay. I think. It was called something different then. Um, but I, I also literally bumped into Felicia Day, and I was like, oh, hey, you're Felicia Day. And she was like, I am Felicia Day. I am. <laughs> and Thanks for her, noticing. Her, yeah, her little escorts had to keep walking her. She was probably going to a panel or something, but I was just like, oh, wow. And I just kind of, like, stood there. That was her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Stars, they're just like us. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm, like, a, a decade after the arc light in Hollywood, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's uh, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, well, there, there, there you are. Yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. been very kind every time I, I have run into her, for nice. the record. Nice. So. I, I try not to, like, freak out when I meet like a celebrity but you're right I don't know what I would do if I ran into Sigourney Weaver yeah yeah that's the thing it's like she's just been such a, an essential part of like a fucking icon my, yeah my life basically through movies Um, I love this evil computer design oh man by the way it's like you're sitting in like this this prison but it's, it's only in this scene it's revealed that it is a prison yes and I love uh, that they are dated computers but also timeless mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, people are still typing on and getting screens like this. 
mm-hmm. if you like know anything like about like the way computers are these days, you still get shit like this. Like there's still you know just text interfaces that are usually a lot easier to work with than anything else. Mm. I'm not great at computers, for the record. Um, I'm okay at them. I'm decent. Oh. It's like I have a PC mostly to just like be able to store a bunch of stuff on it, and I yeah. have a MacBook laptop, MacBook okay. uh, Pro, or Air. What is? What are you? A, a Pro, Pro. Um, but I, I use my laptop mostly for like photo editing and stuff, and like like this stuff and recording. Oh, that um, shot of the reveal of Ash! My it's, goodness. Perfect rack focus, just perfect. He's just like, oh hey, yeah. <laughs> you want to know about that, don't you, buddy? Come on. Uh, something I really love about Sigourney's performance too is that she has to be playing like this hardened badass almost all the time. This is the one scene where it's, where it's finally down. just too much. Yeah, she's just like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. crew, and especially, what are you talking about? Yeah, because, like, she's followed the rules, like, she's been a stickler for them, but yeah. she has done it out of, like, caring for everyone on the show. Yeah, exactly. Ship. And then to find out that it's all, like, for not, like, you know, a very simple, like, reveal, but it's just, it's so based in the roots, emotions of the character. Exactly, exactly. The way only his eyes track her. Mm-hmm. Great touch. And maybe uh, the second most upsetting scene in this, or third, maybe arguably. There's one more that comes. This up one's after this pretty upsetting. This it's is very pretty upsetting, upsetting. Yes, it's basically two back-to-back scenes of very upsetting stuff. Yes. Then the first time you see this, you're like, "What is? Why is that milk? What is happening?" Yeah. Um, uh, this, is a, this is this is a very bold decision, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not just a science fiction movie and stuff; just an alien movie. There's also androids. Yeah, that have not been established. Again, this feels and they like just, the type of thing. They just pop in. Yeah, it, it does feel like the type of thing where, like, a screenwriting professor would be like, "Um, actually, you know, like, you can't just throw that in the in the third act." And it's like and Dan O'Bannon's yeah, like, can. "Actually, I can, and I did." Yeah, yeah, you, you can totally do that. Um, you can, though. Yes. Yeah. And to be clear, I think a good screenwriting professor will recognize that stuff like that can't work. I, I had a very yeah. good one myself. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, we're mentioning Dan O'Bannon. We should also mention his uh, cohort in the story, Ronald Shusett. Yes. Yes. Shusett, yes. Um, who they would team up on stuff like Total Recall. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else did they work together on? I don't even know. Um, they did other stuff, didn't they? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to... this this. Uh, Give him credit where it didn't deserve. I think they're falling out or something like that. Um, uh, possibly, yes. Yeah, uh, Dead and Buried, I believe, is something else they worked on. Together. I need to see that. I need to. See, I, I need also to see need that to one. see that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you uh, you know this, the story of this part Daniel is uh, is horrifying. Uh, they're oh, all trying to get him horrifying. off, and he basically tries to rip out Parker's heart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like oh. Uh, the the magazine bit also with the it's also like uh, uh how do I put this it's, it's rapey? very like s- sexual violence it's rapey implied. it's very rapey yeah there you go That's, yeah Ugh. yeah just straight to the point but yeah it's, and it's, the fact that it's a that fact that it's a porno magazine yeah just, like it's not subtle just just <laughs> enhances the point. Yeah, and again, uh, this, this movie uses like all of these like different like visual metaphors yeah. and um, and stuff to, to draw comparisons and to, to heighten the the tension 
of these these circumstances. And then there's the fact that right after that he bleeds cum everywhere, and it's uh, sorry, folks, but that's yeah. what you're doing. Uh, yep. No. Nope. That's a hundred percent what it robots is. Robots do. Yep. <laughs> Ugh. Which does make Bishop tearing in half and aliens a little stranger, but whatever, it's, it's a byproduct. It's, it's not disgusting. the point. <laughs> yeah. And like all the, the spaghetti that pops out of ash, like it's just ugh. Yeah. God. I mean like yeah, like it's like, oh it's the wiring. No, it's it's spaghetti, it's fine. It's spaghetti. We, I, it's I still like it. It's fine. <laughs> it's still gross as hell. Yeah, it's still disgusting and repulsive. Um ugh, and I'm glad they burn Lord. him to bits. <laughs> I love all that stuff, all the, the, the marbles. Yeah, yeah. Which I guess are like future transistors or capacitors or something. I don't know. It's all yeah, it's all very nebulous. It doesn't matter. But does it look cool? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the little tiny lights that kind of pop up when yeah. you start reconnecting them. Yeah. Uh, something I did not notice until I got better quality than the DVD. <laughs> yeah. So The little fiber optics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Great little touches. I love this. Which is honestly, this is a pretty good transition here. Like yeah. that—that's pretty well done. Like mm-hmm. for what they're working with at the time. Oh, absolutely! You blink and you—you you miss the cut, yeah. basically. Yeah. I love his like modulated voice here. It's oh my god. I mean, I've yeah. said it a hundred times during this commentary, but I mean, the, the design of this movie, every little design choice is—it just works. Yeah. This movie, much like the Xenomorph, is a perfect organism. <laughs> oh, who's that guy? Someone put their letterbox reviewers like sometimes the movies like provides its own best review and it's like perfect organism. I think that was me. Oh, was that you? Oh, good job. <laughs> it might have been. Let me let me look up Alien on there. Hold on. Jesus. Yeah, it's a it, it's a good review. <laughs> That's a perfect summation of of this whole thing. Let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Da, da, da. Yeah, this is just no, no. It's, it's the best. It, I love it. It's uh, it's very scary. Even in like by this point, everything is scary. Oh yeah, my, like, there's no I, more settle down. My quote was uh, it's the perfect organism quote, and then Ian Ohm's Ash in his final scene. Also, my thoughts on the film itself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Woo! There's a I've God, I've watched this movie a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it might be the movie I've watched the most it's probably like this or jurassic park maybe yeah and, no, I, and i haven't seen it as much as this at this point so. i'm going to my letterbox stats and want to look at my most watched because it's oh boy it's a list <laughs> oh I'll, I'll be honest i stopped logging stuff uh, when i didn't have anything else to say about it like at, at, earlier now i will log anytime i rewatch something yeah i always try um, to say a little something yeah because uh, this I've is my most seen... watched movie i Okay, I joined in Letterboxd in 2013. I have logged this 20 times. Nice. <laughs> Jesus Yeah, I've Christ. only logged it on Letterboxd three times. I've okay. definitely watched it more than three times more in the that, amount yeah. of time that I've had a Letterboxd. Yeah. Yeah, my top five are this that I've seen, that I've watched, are this, Blade Runner, Batman, Star Wars, Halloween. Nice. So, hey, Blade Runner's catching up. It's 19 times. Hell yeah. Mm. <laughs> You know what? I, I uh, Blade Runner, I have also logged three times. I've definitely also watched that more than three times. Yeah. yeah. The, the one, whenever I post this list, the one that shocks people the most is uh, Halloween 6, 14 times. <laughs> oh my god, Matt. <laughs> what? No, we're in the middle of the alien climax here. You gotta explain yourself. 
I fucking love it, man. I just oh throw God. it on. I just it's one of those movies where I like I'll just throw it on. And be like, ah, I want to watch a quick, quick horror movie that I don't have to think about too much. But then when they get into the cult stuff, I have to think about it. So it's weird. It's fun. Uh, uh, hey, you know what? If you're happy, <laughs> I'm happy. Also, Batman Forever, fifteen times. All right, yeah. now we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that one forever is awesome. Um, uh, it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah super fun. I kind of want to see that extra Joel Schumacher cut, mm-hmm. uh, which we believe is now confirmed to have existed in some form uh, or another. It did exist. Um, it was supposed to be released on the initial special edition DVD, uh, but they would only put it out there if the if the engineers could get it to work with seamless branching, and they couldn't. So that's why it wasn't released. Because <sighs> they didn't want to, they didn't want to put it on a separate disc. They just wanted like the main feature to like cut to the scenes and stuff. Ah, uh, uh-huh. is so? Yeah, that's why they didn't release it because they couldn't okay. get that to work. So it well, exists. It's out well, there. Enough time has passed where technology is caught up to the point where that could possibly exist. Yes, fingers crossed. I would love to watch it. Yeah, I um. All right, let me ask you this then. So we're speaking of director's cuts, alien director's cuts, we both admire but don't need. Yeah. Uh, how about the others? Because every single version has another cut. Okay, obviously, excluding Alien 3, because the assembly cut, extended cut, is obviously the better version. Which so is... Aliens and But wait, real quick, real quick, I have a really weird thing where the assembly cut was the first version I technically knew about or saw. Beautiful. Because when that movie came out, I had the comic book adaptation, which adapted the screenplay instead of the movie. Oh. So it had all the extra scenes, like the whole uh, uh, Morse in, like, get, escaping the prison or whatever, or whatever his name is. Uh, Gallic. Gallic escaping, like, the prison and letting the alien out. No yeah, more that, cigarettes for you. I know lines to that movie. That, no one else does. That was, that was in the comic. So I knew oh, all, that's awesome. I, I had the comic book, so I knew all about all these extra scenes. And then when I saw the theatrical cut when it, when it came out, I'm like, "Where the hell is everything? What? This is not how it's supposed to be." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. What were you, what were you saying? Sorry. Well, just uh, do you have another preferred version of Alien director's cuts, like Aliens or Alien Resurrection? Like, do you prefer um, those, or is it theatrical all the way for you? I mean, there's not much of a difference in the Resurrection cut, right? You know there's, what? You're right. It's probably... Do you prefer the Aliens director's cut to the Alien theatrical cut? What, Aliens? Aliens, Cameron? yeah. Yeah, the Cameron one. I really like the special edition. Okay, okay. I'm a, I'm a sucker for that. I, I, I love it. I love the whole Ripley's daughter thing. I love all that stuff. All right. I, I think love it's James Cameron. pretty cool. I, I think his extended editions tend to get a little bloated. Um, but I'm at the point in my life now where I'm so grateful that people can't even make movies, you know, I'm yeah. to be a little sentimental. I hope to be able to make something of a larger scale someday myself. Uh, I don't mind if stuff gets a little bloated anymore. I, I want people yeah. to put everything they can into a movie. Just so. go for it. Yeah. I like that, uh, special edition. Uh, I just watched the T2 special edition and it's all right. Mm. I kind I still prefer the theatrical cut of that one. Yeah, I'd agree with that. As long as I don't see the version with that horrible Linda Hamilton old age makeup, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that ending works. Obviously, the the Oof. road, the road thing just yeah. fading into black is perfect. Yeah. Um, 
part of me is also like, but if they had snuck that Linda Hamilton old age makeup in, we probably wouldn't have had any more sequels, you know? Yeah. Or maybe they would have because Hollywood is yeah, morons. So, who knows? I don't know. Terminator 2 is otherwise perfect, though. Yes. So. Great movie. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I do love uh, Ripley going back for the cat. Me I too. A lot of, I, I, a lot of uh, more cynical criticism is like, really, you're going to go back for the cat? Like, yeah, she's it's, losing it's, like everyone. Like, she loves her pet yeah, cat. It's not that let complicated. Her, let her have her know? pet. God damn it. Yeah, like I would do things for my pets too. Yeah, like, do you people hate animals? What's what's wrong I with know. you? No, I, I think there's a contingent of viewers who hate animals have, have, have <laughs> become like very cynical and very like objective based. About their storytelling. Yeah, Yeah, which is unfortunate. Um, The only time I I like objective-based film watching is when someone refers to, uh, like, the big monster as the final boss. Oh, yeah, that's always fun. I'm fine with that. Uh, Side note, I showed a co-worker of mine, Ghostbusters, today. Uh, She had never seen it. Hmm. And when it was over, she was like, that was the coolest, funniest final boss I've ever seen in a movie talk about the Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Long story short, she loved the movie. She was laughing oh. the entire way through. Oh, good for her. Yeah, I was I was very pleased. I was very, very pleased. Here's another extremely unsettling death scene. <laughs> oh yeah. The maybe the most unsettling one because it's it's very provocative. And very uh, creepy the way the alien moves. Uh-huh. Um, even the aftermath, um, there's a certain image, like, it's not even a full, like, body, it's literally just the foot with blood, and it's, Mm -hmm. it's really gross, um, and I have to give credit for the movie being, like, basically not crossing a line, um. Yeah, thank goodness. Because sometimes you watch stuff, especially older horror movies, um, and you're like, hey, that was maybe not okay. Yeah, Uh, maybe don't show that. I just watched Humanoids of the Deep for the first time. Oh, God. Um, look, I get it. I, I, I get the audience for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have, have had notes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's, all. <laughs> That's all I need to say about that. Uh, um, I will say that movie has an all-timer ventriloquist dummy reaction. Uh, <laughs> that dummy was alive, right? Like That was like a, like a human dummy, right? I, like, I think the so. way it kind of like mugs at the camera and like, yeah okay that that yeah. dummy was possessed <laughs> something was <laughs> something was up with that ventriloquist dummy yeah <laughs> um i love that uh in great like uh thriller fashion it's down just between the protagonist and the villain yep. in this you know one i mean predator one. ends up doing aping the same thing yeah. you know like uh, a decade onward that's another great movie oh yeah fantastic um i'm I mean, I'm pretty sure the. Oh, you're talking definitely... about that? The foot hanging, yeah. Yeah, the foot lot. hanging is is like yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he really destroyed her. Good lord. Yeah. And um, you, you don't see the extent of it, which kind of makes it worse because then your mind starts like racing. You're like, yep. wait, what? What could have possibly have happened that yeah. put that body in that position? And the and fact that just, and the ugh. fact that Ripley bolts real fast. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, I'm out. Yeah, and the next thing she does is blow up the build, the ship. She's like, "No, I'm out. Nothing. Yeah, it's like we're, we're fuck done. Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the rest of this movie is just her like glistening with sweat constantly. Yeah. And uh, if you want to make like your movie look really intense, have your protagonist sweat. Yes. Like so hard that 
it looks like they have diamonds on their foreheads. Yep. Uh, speaking of uh, sweaty movies, Predator 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe one of the greatest sweaty movies. Yep. It's a terrific sweaty movie. I love it. Yeah. That is just Los Angeles right now. Yeah. Oh, I believe minus it. The, minus the, the Frank Miller-esque gang violence. Yes. <laughs> which is not a problem in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, I love that movie so much. Oh, yeah. It's, it's great, like, fast food cinema. Yeah, like, it's, truly. Uh, I, I do not mean that as disrespectfully. It's actually my favorite in that series, but there you go. There, you, there, I, there it is. I have to respect that take. Uh, it's come on, Danny Glover, Ruben Blades. Come on, no, Danny Glover fucking kills in that movie. That cast is great. I, fucking I Bill Paxton, Gary Busey. One, but come on. Well, the first one's perfect, so it's like you, you really can't go against it. But yeah. like, I like the second one because it is a mess. Yeah, I mean, Stephen Hopkins, a great genre director who kind of seems to have just kind of faded away, unfortunately. Yeah, he hasn't done much uh, recently. No. I mean, I'm, I'm a big Nightmare 5 guy. I, I don't think many other people are, but I, I but thought he... wild movie. Yeah, he's going for it. Um, yep, especially and I guess that this, unrated version. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I guess my, my whole thing is this. If you cannot be as proficient as Ridley Scott directing Alien, which exactly. is understandable and yeah. completely acceptable... Kind of hard to do. Then I want you to take your love of cinema and just splatter it all over the screen. Exactly. And I think Stephen Hopkins did that uh, several times over, especially yeah. with Predator Two and Nightmare Five. Mm-hmm. I always uh, like the. You can't make a movie this perfect, casually. No, you can't. Casually, like <laughs> I'm gonna make Alien today. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good it luck. Work that way. I've always liked the uh, the cat carrier that she has. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty neat. Now, this is me taking my cat to the vet. Yeah. It's like... Because my my cat is an angel. And every time you go, you you run into a xenomorph. It's pretty shitty. Yeah. Yeah, my cat is is great to me, but my cat reacts to everyone else like we're being hunted. Yeah. An alien. Yeah. That visual. No, it's okay. That visual with the strobe lights and the way she kind of, like, drags herself along the wall. Oh, it's so good. Ugh. This whole movie is just filled with brilliant little touches that it just makes it feel vital. Mm-hmm. And the poor Jonesy. I that, love that cat this. gets slapped around a lot. I love that. I love that the, the alien's just like, what the hell are you? I saw you before. <laughs> you were there when I ate that guy. <laughs> so he just wants to hang out with the cat. Like, come on. Who wouldn't? All right. So Disney owns the Fox rights now. Ugh, yeah. I would shut up about all my criticisms for at least a week if they announced we're doing an alien ride at Disneyland. That would never happen. No, it wouldn't. But I do I, I do think it could work. You would get that at Hulu Land, but not Disneyland. Boo. <laughs> Boo. I don't know. I've never been to Disney, so I have no frame of reference for Disney. Whatsoever. Okay, I I like theme parks. I I've, I've gone oh, a I couple too. times uh, a couple times the last two years, and um, I'm okay not going for a while again. Yeah, I just like, like roller coasters, I, man. Like, yeah, I, I'm definitely more of a Knott's Berry Farm guy. I don't I'm not, okay. I don't know how many people know about that. Uh, I've heard of park. it. It's uh it's it's my favorite. That's it is my the favorite. That's the Shack tweet, right? Where my butt wouldn't fit into <laughs> infant. Yes, my butt I wouldn't fit so. on the tracks. Ah, that's me yelling. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, but it, it's really funny because, like, you know, Disneyland and everywhere else has, like, these, like, their, their iconic characters from the roster. Yeah. And Knott's has, like, Camp Snoopy, and then everyone else is like, oh, look, it's the coal miner. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, you know. Like, it's like, all right, all right. Um, I live about yeah. 20 minutes from Six Flags, and uh, they're all Warner Brothers there, so it's like... Oh, yeah, yeah, they have those old deals, huh? Yep, it's pretty cool. They have some cool superhero themed rides over there i remember they i I never been to six flags i really want to go but i've never been um because again i am a roller coaster guy as well but oh my god uh, the roller coaster is like a batman forever style ride or something like that uh they have a batman ride okay that is still there and still operational and it's freaking awesome like when you go in there you walk through like axis chemicals and it's really awesome (laughs) they have a dark knight roller coaster but it fucking sucks Aw, it's just it's just it's like the teacups, but in the dark, it's like really boring. Hmm. Yeah, and it's, but it's like it's the Dark Knight. <laughs> it's like it's okay, like, I lo- love the Dark Knight as well, but I, I do want a good roller coaster. You this, know? this roller coaster sucks. <laughs> like we were there like two weeks ago, and I was like, "Do you want to go on Dark Knight?" He's like, "No." I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> let's well, go. I'm sorry to hear that. Let's go hurt our backs on Green Lantern instead. Oof. Oh, do you get the like the the pains from like a wooden coaster now too? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah, I, that's last fun. time I was at Knotts, that happened to me, and I was like, hey, that that kind of hurt. Yeah, I've that never was felt that before. That was rough. <laughs> yeah, um, but I guess I bring up the roller coaster thing because I had mentioned people look at this movie like when they watch for the first time, like mm-hmm. it looks like they came off a roller coaster themselves. Yeah. Like we could talk about the artistry, the the metaphors, the the anti-capitalist aesthetic, like down to like the minutia and the themes. It really is just like a nonstop thrill ride. It's a thrill ride. Point though. Yes. Like it is one of the great blockbusters. Yeah. Um, and it it feels like oddly kind of uh, not forgotten. I don't think anyone's gonna forget Alien, but it no, does no, feel no. like it's it's kind of lost its staying power a little bit right now. And I don't I don't mean it's gonna fade away. But I hope I'm making sense here. Like, oh, it, it makes, makes total like sense. People talk about it the same way they used to, and maybe yeah. that's me being defensive as as an alien obsessive. You know, and, and maybe it's because people don't have hope for the series anymore because Disney owns it. it yeah, that could be it too. And because, like, you know, we love uh, the prequels, but um, a lot of people didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's a real, like, uh, cross to bear for the franchise at this point. They should really let him make his fucking third movie. They absolutely should. And it's a little upsetting that he's stuck to producing this new one. But, yeah, you know. God damn, uh, God, word on, word on the street is that he liked the pitch enough to help get it greenlit. That, okay. that could mean anything. That could be business talk. Yeah. Who knows? But I do want to believe that that was the, the honest to God case. God, I hope so. No. I love that little little escape ship. I think that's neat. I love that it's a completely different color from the entire every other piece of the Nostromo. Oh yeah, yeah. It is such a smart like lighting technique because you know, this is people... this is the escape ship. Of course, it would not really be used all that often. Of course, it's going to be nice and white looking and like clean. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I mean, it just helps differentiate it from the background. Like at the end of the day, like yeah. that, that is such a benefit to like compositing this in later and stuff like that. You know, because I mean, what's the common criticism about like heavy effects work movies nowadays? Like, I don't really know what I'm looking at, and it's like, well, exactly. You get a director who knows how to direct your eye somewhere. It's not that hard, you know. Yeah. Like, movies are not a cakewalk, but mm-hmm. you know, if you know what you want, 
it's not you, that bad. If you know how you want it to look before you even shoot it, I mean, like you said before, Ridley's got storyboards. He storyboards everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he storyboards the entire movie, so he knows exactly what he wants things to look like when he gets to set. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say I love this explosion scene. Oh, so me much. too. It's so I don't cool know. It, it is so pleasing. Like, part of me is like, it always does it want the movie to on. end here. <laughs> yeah. It's the most ridiculous space explosion, but it's freaking awesome. You know, and then I have to imagine Ridley Scott was like, I really love 2001. Can we just yeah. do that at the end of the explosion? <laughs> Can just we do second. that, but flip it on its side? Okay, cool. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be the first time uh, Kubrick helped him out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The the infamous Blade Runner. Uh, listen, the suits need a new ending. Yeah. Can I, can, do you have anything I can use? And Kubrick's like, yeah, I got hours of shit. Take what you need. As long as I didn't use it, it's yours. Have fun. Oh, right, right, before, right, before hang, right before hanging up, they both go, fuck the suits. They click. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Stanley. Yeah, I mean, Ridley, too. He's like a great like shit talker, and he still gets oh, yeah. stuff made all the time. Like, yep. I don't remember how many years ago it was now, but he was doing reshoots on... Oh, uh, All the Money in the World, excuse me. Yes. And he was being asked about it, and they were like, did you just reshoot his stuff, or were you doing pickups? And he was like, oh, I do I do pickups all the time I don't tell them about. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I shoot plenty of stuff I don't tell them about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. why would I tell them? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not telling them these things. Shut you up. You want them to question me? <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> This is not his first rodeo. No, no. And even Alien, like, I, th- I think the reason why he, he was able to get away with, like, just making it so perfectly distinct is, you know, Walter Hill uh, also contributing to the screenplay mm-hmm. and uh, Gordon Carroll, David Geiler as well. Um, so the screenplay is real tight, which gives him a lot of leeway there, but he's just business savvy, you know, working yeah. in commercials for so long and knowing how to please producers. Exactly. Even when he's doing, like, shit that they otherwise his wouldn't be happy thing, with. Yeah. 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 I love this part. I, I love... All right, all right, Jones, you, you take a little nap. I got some stuff to do. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think this is why Ripley is one of my favorite movie characters. I relate to her because yeah. I would also do that for my cat. Yeah. I'd be like, you go to bed. I'll catch up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Good night. Mimi's time. <laughs> And then this is the the classic horror movie stripped down. Yep, which, um, you know, you know. I get you it. You gotta have it. It's a horror movie. I guess so. Yeah. Yep. He just you know saved it for the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Part of me is like, is was was that the producer's note? Like they're probably like, just, just just make it you know just 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 have her show some stuff. Yeah. Can we have boobs? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Sure. It's just ridiculous. I love um, I love how the the alien comes out of nowhere. The first time you watch it, mm-hmm. but right now, you're watching, right like, now her head is yeah. right by its leg. And yeah, you can see the head in in the the yeah. wide. You know, like that's an arm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Hey, can I come with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Room for one more. <laughs> Ugh. Did this movie help establish, like, the fourth act in Blockbusters? It might have. Because not a lot of movies did this. 
Of course, yeah, we, and we all know that if this movie came out now, this would be the post credit scene. Oh, 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 don't, don't say that. Like, the movie would have ended, like you said earlier, with the ship exploding, and this would have... Uh, her putting the cat to bed would be mid-credits, and then this would be the post credit scene. Oh, you know what? I have a theory, if we're going with that, that post credit theory thing. Um, yeah. Then it's it's her getting in the cryo chamber with Jonesy, and then the actual final post credit scene is the alien kind of peeking into it. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Kill me, please. I know. I, I don't want that. Um, I hope the Fede Alvarez alien doesn't do any of this franchise-building nonsense. Just make a, a kick-ass horror movie. Make something mean and That would be nice. That would be nice. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about him as a director? Because I, th- I think we can both agree that we're, we're big fans of the other individual directors that have taken this franchise. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts on him going forward? I don't know. Uh, I, God damn, I love The Evil Dead that he did. I think that movie is a delightful little blood carnival. And it's just so mean-spirited. Uh, don't Breathe was fine the first time I saw it. And I've never gone back. Mm-hmm. And what has he done since? He's done nothing since. Uh, he, he did that Girl with the Dragon Tattoo sequel. Haven't seen it. It's, it's I'm rough. Good. I'm good. I, I, I don't know if how much of it was his fault. To be yeah, clear. that sounded like it had a lot of studio, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, I actually, I, I do enjoy Don't Breathe with like a giant asterisk. Because, you know, talking about Alien, this movie, where I'm like, yeah, I'm glad it didn't go too far. There's that movie a very goes. Clear point. That movie goes places. Yeah, there's a very clear point in that movie where it's like, you know, maybe cut back a little. Man. Yeah, maybe like, don't Jesus. do that. Maybe don't Good, do that. Like, the stakes were already there. I don't know if we needed that. I mean, I know his Alien movie will be nasty. Oh, yeah. That'll, that's a given. If they'll let him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of want Ridley, like, in his corner just being like, what are you, a bunch of pussies? Like, let him do what he wants. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how Ridley talks, you know? I know, I know. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> yeah, no, he is a master shit talker. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I, I, come on, just let him do it. Like, do you remember on. his Star Wars quote? People ask, like, well, Star Wars is back. You're doing Alien again. Like, would you ever do a Star Wars? He's like, I'm too dangerous for Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's so awesome. What a fucking king. A I know. A chopping king. <laughs> yeah, how is he alive? He smokes and drinks, like, like so crazy. often. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> how old is he? I'm going to guess he's, like, 85 now. All right, let me... I'm going to say 82. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, but by the way, the, the movie... You're the right. scene of the movie he we're talking 85. about. Oh, what?! He's 85, and he does not stop working. <laughs> you know what? Good for him. He's going to die on set. I swear. Like, that's how, that's how he's going to go out, and it's going to be glorious. It'll break my heart. Yeah. But that's, that's very fitting for yeah. one of the men who helped, like, define my love of cinema. Yep. Like, more movies should look like, the, like his movies. Yeah, more movies should look like this, frankly. Yeah. Uh, also, just shout out to the lighting in this too, because mm-hmm. um, you know there, there's a very common complaint now of, of movies being very dark and dim and such. And this movie's very dark, but you never lose track of no, like you what you're supposed to be looking at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's very uh, harsh directional lighting. Um, 
this is something that I haven't seen come up in conversation. Modern like LEDs are not as like sharp as nope. older like tungsten type lights and such like that. Uh, this this is a uh, not that LEDs are anything there's anything to be ashamed of. Obviously, it's just you got you gotta you gotta shape the light more. You can't just yeah. like blast three point lighting on everything. I like the fact that uh, she basically I believe she ad libbed this song, and uh, they didn't have the rights to it. So they had to rush and get the rights to this song <laughs> for use in the movie. <laughs> That's yeah, great. That was like a uh, une- unexpected expense that Ridley Scott gave to Fox. He's like, oh yeah, during the last scene, she sang a song. We don't have the rights. You got to get the rights. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> and I mean, that is like another like aspect of truth in making movies. It's like you can plan for every contingency something else will pop up too yeah where he just heard heard his direction was sing something (laughs) okay (laughs) um i used to not really like this shot of the alien being blasted out of the rocket Mm -hmm. it was like well it's clearly just water but again as i got older i'm like looking at it and i'm like no that's so fucking smart it's cool yeah that's such a a clever way of designing a space rocket launching off it just looks badass yeah, yeah, it looks terrific. Oh man, yeah. Um, what a motion picture! What a shot of Ripley looking out of the, the yeah. helmet in the in this back half too. Like, and now you have like the speech, which was very smartly brought back in Alien Three. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Very well done. I mean, That's I don't. Right. I. I mean, I don't know how it works logically that the Nostromos. Uh, flight recorder is on Fiorina one six one, but yeah, <laughs> sure. It it it's a cool bookend for the character. Uh, bless. <laughs> it, it's a great bookend for the character, and but it totally uh, testament, doesn't. It totally doesn't work that it would be there. No, no. Unless, a testament to the the power of that movie that I loved that from the moment I saw it, and uh, I just want to say I also um, not she, fall asleep as fast as Ripley does here. Yeah, unless she keeps like that recording with her as like a memento, like it's like on her futuristic iPod. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what, people, people. I put it on all my mementos. I know? put it on all my playlists. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the fade to the stars from her face is beautiful. so beautiful and perfect. And um, thank you so much for asking me to join you. This, on this. was a yeah. pleasure, sir. So it, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. We haven't done something like this in in quite a while. I don't yeah. think we've ever talked on a podcast this long. Oh, definitely um, not this long. But it, it has been a pleasure. There, there was no moment where I wasn't just like. Oh, this is this is one of the best ways to spend a week yeah. night right now. Yeah, this um, is fun. I had fun. I I had fun too. We should uh, definitely do something like this again. And no, there's the credit. Alien Design. H.R. Woo! Geiger. Yep. Yeah. R.I.P. King. Yep. And then you can also design a Batmobile that won't be used, but it'll be really creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give that a Google for people that are curious. <laughs> yeah. Look up H.R. Geiger Batmobile. Have your mind blown. By that yeah, yeah, you won't regret thing. it. No, it's really <laughs> fucking weird. It looks like if a xenomorph decided to be Batman, <laughs> that was his car. Oh, have, here, I, I know we, we got to wrap up because movie's over. Have you heard of the Batman xenomorph comic, like the Batman versus Aliens? Um, no. Okay, I've no wait. I no, I've read Superman versus Aliens back in the nineties. Okay, and Batman versus Predator back in the day. Okay, 
I, I've not read this one either, but apparently there's a Batman versus Xenomorphs thing. Apparently. Yeah. Batman ba- slash Aliens. It's a, okay. a sequel to that, I guess. So. Huh. Uh, highly recommend Batman versus Predator if you can find it. It's uh, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's so a great good. crossover book. Oh, man. I might read that tonight. That, that would be fun. <laughs> that, that's a good one. Uh, but yeah, Diego, thank you so much uh, for being on. Uh, real quick, when where can uh, the fine people find you on the internet? Oh, uh, I'm on Twitter for a bit longer, I guess. We'll see how that goes. At the Diego Crespo. Um, I am also on Blue Sky. Uh, if, but if you go to my Twitter, all the links are there in the link tree. Yeah. Uh, so you can just find all the stuff there. Um, even if I, I'm not active anymore on there, that will be up for as long as the site is available. Now, I just want really thank you so much for this. This was a blast. This was um, fun. The, yeah, this this is true. We got to do something else again soon. As for me, you can find me everywhere at the Real Matt C. That goes for Twitter, Letterboxd, Blue Sky, Threads, wherever the hell you want to yell at me, you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> if but, anyone yells at you, let me know. Oh, I will. Just just let me know. I, I, I got talk. I got friends in high places. Oh, I like that in the credits. Color by Eastman Kodak. That's nice. Woo! That's nice. Bless that company for still surviving somehow. Yeah, somehow. You did it. Good lord. Congratulations. Uh, lo- please lower the price of Portra. It's uh I have a family to feed. Yes, please God <laughs> almighty. <laughs> uh Diego, this was awesome and uh we'll we'll talk again soon. Yeah. See you later everyone. <laughs>